So our guest tonight <laughs> is the lovely, lovely Jeannie Kurzweil. Kurzweil or Kurzweil? It's Kurzweil. Jeannie K. We'll just yeah, keep it at Jeannie, Jeannie K. K. Yeah. <laughs> so we're at dual broadcasting right now. So I'm on your show and you're on my show right now. How cool is that? I know. Um, this will be the first time. And you know what? And we have a lot of people that listen to your show and listen to my show. So hey, everybody. Um, only listen to one or the other this week or you're going to be pissed because you're just going to hear it <laughs> twice. Right. <laughs> so th- it feels like it's been a long time coming. A lot of people have always been asking me, um, you know, when are you going to be on Jeannie K's show or when is Jeannie K going to be on your show? So, you know, I've always listened to your show for a long time. I've listened to your show. Not religiously. I try to catch it when I can. Um, but, I mean, you've been doing this for so long. Yeah. A couple for of so days. so long. How long would you say you've been podcasting? Um, well, I actually, I started hosting shows on Stick'em um, five and a half years ago. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and then I decided that I hated video shows. Radio was more my thing. Yeah. I don't have to do my hair. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But so, yeah, no, well, I've been at VP Live for um, about three years. Oh, three years? Yeah, that seems about three years. Yep, and prior I to that, I, yeah, everything was a video show prior to that. Do you still have those video shows up? No. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> no, it's not a shame. It's not a shame. <laughs> um, there's a reason um, I don't YouTube. Yeah. You know, I watch stuff on YouTube. Um, I think I have one video up on YouTube, and it, I only put it up, because a friend of mine asked me how to rebuild EVOT heads. Oh, my God. And she knew that I had bad hands, and she had bad hands, and wanted me to prove to her that it could be done. And the video sucks. I mean, it yeah. it completely sucks. Um, but it did what it needed to do. I showed my friend how to rebuild her EVOT heads, and that's all that mattered. So, <laughs> EVOT heads. Yeah. Jesus, that was so long ago. Yeah, yeah. So I so, think the video has been buried. Um, I would hope it's been buried. I can't find it to remove it, so I'm hoping nobody else can find it either. <laughs> I really wish I would have seen it. Yeah, it was awful. I wish I would have watched these Stick'em videos. What were you doing in these Stick'em videos? Uh, Stick'em was a live broadcast show. Right. Um, were you, pe- like, mixing for people? Well, we mixed and um, we did just vape shows. Um, a friend of mine and I, who is now a vendor, but PB Dragon and I did a show together, and it was called the PB and J Show. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, it was funny. Um, PB's a pain in my ass. Loving to death, he's a pain in my ass. <laughs> that's but like my co-hosts. Who are being really quiet over there? <sighs> they usually wait for my. Um, they usually wait for me to bring them on. They're very well trained, so uh, I guess I should bring them on now. (laughs) Wayne keeps us in our cages. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I guess I should unlock you guys so you guys can come out and play. Or you should have mentioned that we weren't locked up to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys been? I've been good. I've been doing real good. I got a bunch of recipes I've been working on. Personal recipes. I've decided to just uh, ride out the next two years with uh, my juice line. Fuck it, make as much money from it as I can. Oh well. That seems like the consensus from a lot for a lot of juice companies. 
Yep, it's like it, it's it's kind of akin to playing the last song on the Titanic. I have a question about that though. Um, are you involved? Are you a member of any of the advocacy groups? I am a member of CASA. Okay. Yeah. My my business isn't. That's just because we just started. And no. We're not sure which I I could. I don't with, give a shit but... what your business is involved in. I just want to know if you are involved in any way in in advocacy. Um, somebody yeah. called me an advocate the other day, and I had to correct them because I'm not an advocate. I'm just this mouthy old lady that that thinks that vaping saved her life, and I think that there are millions of smokers still out there that it needs to be around for. Um, but I'm not an advocate. I never claim to be an advocate. There's a lot of really smart people that take care yeah. of all of that. I just kind of help. Definitely. I agree. I definitely agree as well. I mean, I don't consider myself an advocate either, but, you know, I tried my best to to inform other people about what's going on at least, you know, and, and stay updated on what's going on just because I personally need just need to do that, you know, no other reason. Uh, I want this to stay here as long as we can keep it here because it's, it's a life-saving device. It really is. Saved mine. Now, um, you asked me how long I had been doing this. How long have you been doing this? Well, I started mixing about two years ago. And then I didn't really start becoming like vocal in the community until about a year and a half ago, a year ago. And then, you know, I had all these recipes and all these notes that I was taking. And the only one that were, there was you doing the show. And I, you were pretty much the only one doing a DIY show. Um, there was a few others on YouTube, but they weren't really entertaining, should I say. Well, there's some so really I, bad information on DIY on YouTube, though. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Really Very. bad. <laughs> really bad. It's just, it's just someone that, you know, must have read a forum somewhere and then just went off to the races and started making videos. That's I what mean, a lot of people like. There's, there's people making videos still, like teaching people how to measure by drops, and it's like that. We've moved past that. We've we've updated. Well, there are a few. One, uh, there's a few things a that you can weeks, measure sorry. by drops. Yeah. That's that's for me. That's super potent flavors that measure by drops. Not like I don't I don't measure out uh, an ingredient by drops unless it's something that should have been diluted, but I'm just too lazy to dilute it. Yeah. Um. Coolada, menthol. Yeah. You know. The the um, pineapples, most pineapples are way too strong. Um, cinnamon flavors. Black pepper. I've yeah. never used black pepper. Oh, yeah. Drops. Oh, I have it. I'm afraid to use it. Drops. Black pepper actually works really good with anything anise. Yeah. It's a spicier kind of anise. It, it turns it into like a more of a... Um, more of an experience, really, yeah. than a flavor. Yeah, it gives it a backbite. Boy, that sounded so, that sounded all kinds of pervy, didn't it? <laughs> Not oh, coming shit. from you. Not coming from you. I think a lot of people like that kind of talk. Well, I yeah, everything in vaping sounds dirty, though. I <laughs> like drip tip and fucking what else? Wet your wick. Wet your wicks and 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 suck my mods and Jesus. <laughs> Where were we? Oh, uh, 
so yeah, so I started, you know, and then I don't know, and then I did the whole DIY or die thing because I really wanted to put content out there just for mixers because, you know, the community, the mixing community is much different than the, the you know, mainstream community. I think it's two oh, different yeah. communities. I don't know. Do you agree? Yeah, we have all kinds of subcultures in vaping. Right, right. And uh, I was just super into it, um, pretty much because of I was in the food industry, and it's just an easy transition for me. And then, you know, now we're here today. But uh, I'm, I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, like the early days of DIY. Because okay. that's a, because uh, you've said you've been doing this for five years, been mixing. Oh, I've been mixing for six. That's insane. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I started mixing e-liquid in 2010, and there was a really good reason for that. Um, most of the e-liquid on the market at that time was nasty shit from China that tasted like Windex. Mm-hmm. And um, the U.S. companies that were manufacturing e-liquid at the time, and I say manufacturing and it wasn't, um, but a lot of them were charging at minimum a dollar an ml and sometimes as high as a dollar fifty. And I am a cheap bitch. Right. So, I now- mean, it, it's it's been a really long time. Um, and I found out very quickly that I could make a really nice e-liquid that I actually enjoyed really cheap. And did, and yeah. you know, did you remember, did you forget that I just said that I was a cheap bitch? Well, <laughs> yeah, there's that. So what was like the company to like, was, was both city vapor around e-cig express was, was, were they around back um, five e-cig years ago? E-cig express was around. Um, one stop was around, uh, the DIY Flavor Shack was around. Um, there was a couple of other places, but I couldn't tell you who they were. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we had a few places around. I mean, Linda at TPA, Linda has always been really good to us. Um, Kimmer at One Stop, of course, has become a a personal, real life friend of mine. Um, yeah. Through me using her as a vendor. Um, right. You know, and Flavor Art has always been around. Um, who else? Uh, Vapor Renew. Flavor West actually started out as a company called Vapor Renew. Oh, my God. I didn't know this. Yeah. This is crazy. This is blowing my mind. Yep. Um, and Vapor Renew... Had, that's, a ter- uh, that's a terrible name. Well, it was. But Vapor Renew had a raspberry that was so good. And nobody's been able to come really close to that one since. Um, there's a lot of good ones out there, but that one was really good. Um, and I can promise you that it was not diketone-free. I can promise you. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. But, well, it's, it's awesome <laughs> to some extent. Um, yeah. I'm... Do I think that diet ketones are an avoidable risk? Yes, I think they are. They are an avoidable risk. But you know what? Agreed. But you know what? Sometimes they're just really good. Agreed. Um, also agree. Yeah. So, I mean, I make flavors for myself that I'm quite sure have diet ketones in them. And I'm comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. I now, wouldn't sell it. Now... What, like, when you first started mixing, what kind of information was there out there for you? How did you, how did you learn to do it? We knew diacetyl was bad six years ago. 
Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's so, never been so a secret whole, in the DIY study, world. That, that whole thing came from the DIY community? No. Oh. But we knew, everybody knew that diacetyl was a bad thing. Anybody that was really involved in DIY. Anyhow, um, when, when Dr. Parcellino's study came out, um, anybody that had been mixing for longer than four years was standing here going, well, fucking duh. Right. Because we knew it. You know, we knew that there were flavors out there that had diacetyl in them. And we knew for a fact that there were some companies that were saying that their products were diacetyl free that were lying out their ass. Mm. Um, we knew. So it wasn't a big revelation to longtime mixers. Because it's always been a topic of conversation in DIY. Um, maybe not for somebody like brand new that was getting into DIY, but for people that wanted the information, it's always been there. And you know this, and I know you know this, because you're always talking about different things, and it's because you have gone and looked for that information. There's a lot right. of people that have never looked for it, and they don't give a shit. And then when stuff like the study from Dr. Parcelinos comes out, they're like, oh my God, nobody ever told me this? Yeah. Well, I can't read people's minds. You can't read people's minds. If somebody doesn't ask you for information, how the hell do you know what to tell them? Yeah, you can't just, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, so we knew that there was a problem with diacetyl. Um, one of the, the key things that, we have always told everybody in DIY is butter is bad. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, and to this day, DIYers are like, oh, well, I've got 3% Lorraine's butter in this recipe. And I just really can't believe that anybody that mixes e-liquid at this point doesn't know that shit is horrid. Yeah. But it happens I mean, all the time. A, a lot of us, a lot of us know and, like, we're aware that like the diketones are bad, but so, some of us just don't really care. Like I don't, I don't use Capitola custard version one either, just because it's full of diketones. But like a lot of a lot of DIYers got into it so that they don't have to vape just what the companies are willing to let them vape. You know? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like they don't want people deciding what should and shouldn't be in their e-juice, like. If if they want to vape the unicorn milk with whatever the fucking titanium shit that was in it was in it, they can do that now. But yeah, titanium oxide it causes brain cancer. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, I, I I'm not defending it. Wait, titanium oxide made it pink? It's weird as fuck. No, no, no. That's not what made it pink. That's what made it opaque. Oh. Yeah, it was like it a, was yeah, white exactly. food it was, coloring. And it was like a milk. Yeah, it was like pink milk. Yeah. Um and. And that was, and see, that was funny. Nobody listens to me. They really don't. Um, anybody that says, oh, everybody listens to me. No, 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 no. Nobody listens to me. And I'm telling <laughs> you nobody listens to me because the minute that shit rolled out, I did a show then it, oh, probably four or five days after this shit hit the market. And I was having a screaming shit fit. And I'm like, does anybody not think that, oh, I can't see through this. This looks like, this looks like strawberry milk. This should be find a vape and I threw a shit fit about it and because I thought I wonder what they're putting in that to make it look like milk and I went huh and I started looking up and I google searched and that's all I did simple google search 
I Google searched white food coloring and yeah. started looking at the ingredients. And I'm like, holy shit. It took me five minutes to figure out that white food coloring was a big no. Why didn't, why didn't that company do that? Well, because, you know, a cool pink color is going to sell a lot better than, you know, just what's something that looks like everything else on the market. Yeah, it was probably a matter of not so much that they didn't do their research. It's a matter of they didn't really give a fuck because they'll, 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 they'll make more money from a pink milky color than... How did they not get sued, one, and how... They were, like, one of the biggest selling e-liquids, too. That unicorn's milk still is one of the biggest selling e-liquids on the because, market. Because they're Cutwood and... Because... Cutwood. Cutwood. Yeah, because... Cutwood. <laughs> cut they have a race uh, car. Be, because because they're Cutwood and... They, have a they, race probably, car. they probably settled the people. They probably settled out of court to anyone who would even raise the fist of uh, litigation. And then... On the other hand, the majority of vapors are really, really uninformed. Like, the majority of them don't even know why Unicorn's Milk even got changed. Yeah. Well, like you, you thought it was because it was pink, but it was actually because it was white. Yeah, yeah I, I white never, pink. I never, I well, guess it I was, never it was really a pink looking, but pink. yeah, that's because they put red food coloring in it along with the, the yeah, white food the coloring, oak. and the white food coloring is really opaque. Oh, by the way, we forgot. Your people aren't used to this. Mine are, um, but the phone lines That's are racist. the phone lines are open. <laughs> so if any of yes. your listeners want to call and talk to you, they can. Yes. Um, and b- f- you can copy and paste into your chat. But the number to call in is three four seven three zero eight eight three two nine. And when that obnoxious British bitch starts talking, press one if you would like to talk. To us that way i can see you in the phone lines and know that you actually want to talk to us you're not just hanging out in there listening yeah this is a good time to call guys i mean we got me genie k skittles and matt in here so if you guys want to ask any questions about mixing if you want to ask any questions about diy if you just want to say what's up shoot us up you know mm. call us guess what there's somebody that's been on the phone that already hold on okay just a second go hi there 503 go. who's this Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Lee. Lee. My two most favorite people. I've I've actually tried to get a hold of Wayne a couple of times, but he's so busy he doesn't answer his email. (laughs) Now, you guys can hear Lee, correct? No, we can't actually. Oh, you can't? No. I don't know what that's doing. Oh, no. Uh, he's shit talking to us. No, he's not. (laughs) He said he's been trying to get a hold of you to talk to you and, and hasn't been able to. Um... I'm going to have to play interpreter extraordinaire, I guess. And I'm going to suck at this job. This should not be working this way. Well, Jeannie. Uh, it's probably just like a, just, just an easy I fix somehow. Get it over here. And I appreciate him giving away the but you can translate it over if you would like. Yep, I will. Um, he's wanted to call and thank you for all of the recipes and all of the flavor information that you have on your site. Oh, you're very, very, very welcome. You're very welcome. What's his name? I even added it to my site. Lee. Lee. You're very welcome, Lee. Yeah, Lee uh, um, Lee created a mixing OS app. Um, well, it's actually, it's not, it's not for, it's not for a specific OS. What is the address again, Lee? 
Uh, oh, I know w- Lee. W- I know Lee. Lee Shepard. Yeah, Lee Shepard. Right? I, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, Lee sent me an email um, not too long ago. I haven't gotten back to him because my email box has just been destroyed. But Lee, what's up, man? Yes. So he created uh, an app for, I think he said, uh, I think it is the computer. I think it's a, a computer app. Um, it's Well, and it works on mobile, though, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, it works okay. on everything. Um, that's what he and he tried to get it into the app store, and they wouldn't allow it. Yeah, they don't allow any kind of vaping shit on that. Well, app that's store. bullshit Some... because there's a mixing app on there. Yeah, it's, well, it's Lee, if you post me. it on uh, Google as, Play Store, they, they do allow it. I released. <clears throat> Apple everybody. Place or Apple Store just doesn't yeah. allow anything vaping. Yeah, it's it was a it was a pain in the ass. Um, hmm. What is my simple fix going to be? Because I'm going to fix these phones, or otherwise it's just going to piss me off. Um, Lee, I'm going to hang up on you because I'm going to try to fix the phones. Thank you, Lee. Lee, I'm going to email you back, and um, I'm going to check out your app. He wants to sponsor the show. That's what he was saying. Oh, yeah. See? That would be a good thing. Yeah, he wants to sponsor the show, and um, I got to get back to him on that because that would be awesome. I would love a fucking sponsor, especially an app. Hell yeah, we need more apps. Because the only one I, that I know and use um, is all the flavors and e-juice me up. And then you have ELR, but that one's more to just like post your... I, I don't really use it as a calculator. And then what else is there? There's the hot rod one, right? I just use ELR to reinstill my confidence as a mixer. Well, what do you use as a calculator? I don't use uh, my brain. Um, I actually learned on pen and paper. Yeah, really. Yeah, they didn't have e-juice calculators then. So all <laughs> you spoiled little shits. Um, yeah, I mean, I I learned how to figure out my recipes with pen and paper. You you guys need to get e-juice calculators. Oh, I have e-juice me up now. Oh yeah, that's that's what I use, and all the flavors to um to post from from my website onto his site. Oh, yeah. I mean, I absolutely love E-Juice Me Up. Um, and I really like that every time they update it, they put more features in it. I like the, the Nick Combine calculator that they have in there under tools now. Um, yeah. I like that they updated it so that for people that mix by weight, um, I don't mix by weight. Why don't I mix by weight? Well, because I learned the other way and I'm too fucking old to be learning all this new shit. <laughs> Jeannie, you got you to gotta mix by weight. Maybe I'll get you a scale. <laughs> I have a scale. scale. I have one. Oh, it's so... How do you not like mixing by weight? It's so much faster. I mix acrylic by weight. What do you mean, acrylic? You vape acrylic? That's (laughs) baller as fuck. That is hardcore. I make make drip tips. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. So, and... Yeah, I cast... I cast acrylic now. So, I, I mix my acrylic by weight. Um, and you know, it works. Yeah. So yeah, I, was, I was about to say, can you hook me up with some of that six milligram acrylic? Damn. <laughs> that white opaque acrylic. That's what I need in my e-juice. Jeannie, you need to mix by weight. I think you're really going to take to it. And I really should because Go generally when it. I, when I mix e-liquid, I'm mixing up three or 4,000 milli-juice yeah um so yeah i really should it would probably make my life much easier and i would have a lot less pipettes to wash 
Exactly. There's no cleanup. There's just none. Zero whatsoever. And that's the best part about it. Because, you know, the whole volume thing, it's it's easy, you know, doing it, but then you got to clean it all up later, and that's what sucks. That's what takes all the time. But, you know, there's a lot of people that mix by volume just out of habit now. And I have to be honest here and say that when my hands hurt, if my hands are giving me a hard time, I will throw out all my pipettes and buy new ones. And when I say pipettes, I don't mean them stupid little eyedropper things. Um, I use a pipette pump. Uh-huh. Like a turkey baster? No. No. That, those are them little squeezy, stupid-ass things. You mean, no. you mean like a pipetter? Like a pump one thing? Of the, one of the big plastic ones? Yeah, that's got the slide dial on the side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a pipetter yeah. or a micro-pipetter. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I have I have them as small as one mil, and I have them as high as is ten mil, um, and anything bigger than that, I use a big graduated cylinder. Yeah, actually, I, I I mean, if you're mixing up, you know, that much, maybe volume is the way to go because you could just dump it in there, it just with graduated cylinders. That might that might be quicker, actually. I don't know, because you're gonna need a pretty heavy scale depending on what, how you batch it, you know? I mean, my scale only goes up to 500 grams, the LB501. I would, I would assume, you know, 3,000 mils would exceed that. Right? It'd be around like... Yeah, you would assume correct. It'd be around 3,000 grams, pretty much. Yeah, about three kilograms. Yeah. All right. See that you did that math in your head. Why do you need a fucking calculator? Do you, mix? Do you, you really don't use a calculator? Absolutely not. It it takes more time for me to push in the numbers and like put in the the flavors and what per what ratio I want it to be than to just do the math in my head. Yeah. Interesting. I, that's I why write that. that's why your recipes suck. Oh yeah, sure. I write all my recipes down on paper. And then I mix them right after I write them, just with the math in my head. For 30 milliliter bottles, you just take the percentage, you multiply it by three, and then that's point. And then, like, 3% in a 30 milliliter bottle is 0.9 right. milligram. Point, sorry, 0.9 grams. And then I just do that. And then to get the ratio properly, I add up all the percentages, and then I subtract that from whatever I want my PG. Oh, that's why the, the recipe that you showed me the other day was on a fucking piece of paper written down, like in chicken All spinach. my recipes are written down on paper. <laughs> You're like a See, fucking... I'm a, spoiled, I'm a spoiled little bitch, and I like my my phone to tell me what to do, and I just come up with the easy part, throw a bunch of shit together, and hope it works. <laughs> that's crazy. Yep. Why do you... Who's... Is that you, Colt, that you keep clicking? I don't know. I was eating. That might be. That might have been my fork on the bowl. <laughs> fucking goddamn it! I'm fucking How hard do you eat, man? It's not. It's not my fault. You fucking host this at supper time. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it by you? It's ten o'clock over here. Yeah, I eat late. That way, I, I can, that way I can take a nice, nice, like comfortable dump at like ten a, ten a.m. every day. <laughs> it's so nice. I don't wake up having to shit. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean, you can't fault that logic. 
right? Because it's it's just really uncomfortable having to shit after waking up. Because then you're falling asleep on the toilet. You aren't getting the fucking job done. I usually don't wake up until like 11.30 anyway. Yeah, we know. It's a nice life. I think Jeannie is probably trying to fix the phone lines. That'd be a shame if we couldn't get, if I can't hear callers over here. I know, it's going to piss me off. I'm trying that. <laughs> yeah. So I had my mic <laughs> muted because I'm sitting over here cussing. Go ahead, take your time. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead, take your time. All right, so. So wait, I want to talk about something real quick. Did you see the new K Fund 5? No, I did not. Oh, dude, it looks sick, brah. Now, it looks like the K-Fun that I've always wanted, which is like a nice, like, fat airflow. Um, Not too much airflow, you know. It's still restrictive, but it's enough to lung hit. And then it's like, you know, it's it's built like a, it looks like it's the ease of a griffin, but a K-Fun. So, you know, you're going to get a nice fucking dense, flavorful vape. And I'm super pumped for it. I'm super pumped for it. It looks like they wanted to get it out before the 90 days. You realize yeah. my K-Fund sits on a shelf drawn dust? Yeah. Which one? All of them. Yeah. All of them? <laughs> Which, what are you using now, Jeannie? Um, I have a marquee. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I still use Nautilus, but I'm going to phase out all the Nautilus because after I got the those stupid little AIOs, I'm addicted to them little bastards. Oh uh, yeah, I love mine. They're they're freaking amazing. Um, I I went around Vape Bash looking for one, and and the people at SigTech says I we don't have any here, but we've got them at the store. Would you like us to call them? I'm like hell yeah. And so yeah. SigTech called the store, and they told me how many they had at the store, and I bought them all. So they had somebody mm-hmm. bring them from the shop to Vape Bash, and then when I got home, um, eSigity had them on sale. They had a thirty percent off sale, so I ordered a shit ton from them. Um, and then, um, 101 has them too. 101's got them for like 15 bucks. Yeah, it's crazy. They're, oh, they're awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. So, but I've decided, I ordered a Cubis. Um, I ordered a Cubis tank, um, because I really like the heads in the AIOs. That sounded yeah, they, they dirty nice. too, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I really like them. It's just such an awesome device to like run around with. It's so small, man. Wait, what is the Joytech AIO, oh. it's like it's like a it's like a starter device, but it's fucking badass, and they have nice coil heads, and the flavor is pretty good. It's a it's definitely a vape that some aren't gonna like though, because it's super tight, only mouth to lung. Um, well, they have it, a workaround for that though. Um, if you take I, the, the center that's what post I've been hearing. out, yeah, everybody says that they're nice. The super tight draw on them was one of the things that I liked that I thought was... Oh, fuck you, phone. Um, sorry, that was my phone beeping at me. Um, sure. The, the super tight draw on them was one of the things that I thought smokers would really like. I mean, it is an excellent device for a brand new vapor. For somebody yeah. that's just switching from smoking, it's it's fantastic. Um, it's got a super restrictive draw on it, like a cigarette, if you don't use the rebuildable deck for it. Um, and it's warm. You know, I mm-hmm. never, ever thought that I would be the one recommending a sub anything to a new vapor. Because I have been really adamant that new vapors did not need sub shit. It was just too much. There's too much involved in it. And to jump into sub-ohm and know nothing about battery C ratings and Ohm's law, um, it was just a bad combination to me. Right. Yeah. 
and here oh. I am touting the glories of these damn things. I've bought almost 20 of them. They're fucking awesome. Yeah. They're awesome. Like, my girlfriend, she, you know, she's pretty much going to quit smoking with one. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so, it's such a good device. And it's, like, sleek. That's kind of why I like it. I like the, the just the whole design of it. Yeah. So, Wayne, I looked at the k 5, and it looks like fucking trash. You look like trash. You keep the, clicking. I'm going to fucking drop you from this call. Bro, I'm not clicking anything. That's <laughs> it's it's fuck it's Skype. It's cuz we're not on our regular thing. Man, we're getting cursed. It's my but, fault. Um, I looked it up and and the, the the reason I really don't like it is because it doesn't have like any updated build deck. That build deck is fucking atrocious. I love it's, that build deck. And it oh is updated. It, it's updated. It has like slots now that you could just put your little coil in. Yeah, you still have to screw that shit down. You don't have a fucking hole to push it through. It's not an easy build deck. I hated building on any of the older K-Fons, and I can tell you right now I'm going to hate building on this Are K-fun. you? Okay, wait. Hold on. I'm Time pumped. out. Back. I'm Whoa. Time out. Question. You are seriously bitching about this thing because you have to operate a screwdriver? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm bitching about it because you have to wrap the legs around the screw instead of instead of putting it into a build post with the hole drilled through it. So you're it's bitching a, about having to use a screwdriver. In, in in 2016, yes, I'm bitching about that because <laughs> with the technology, with the way that vaping has progressed, that is a dead technology for good reason. You know I'm yanking your the chain, right? The sub-tank had that, though. Well, uh, well, uh, oh, yeah, the Kanger? Yeah, that's why I fucking hated the Kanger sub-tank build deck, too. It was trash. Um, I think you're just being an old lady. Nah, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, 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 there's no reason for them to stick with their shitty old build deck when there's so many better build decks out that they could have chosen. Well, like a velocity build deck? Ad- absolutely. <laughs> 100% they should have gone with the velocity. Yeah. Well, then if you essentially just have a griffin. That's essentially what every device is now with a velocity build deck sub ohm tank. It's a griffin. If it works, you know. I'm pumped. I love the fucking K fun, so I, I can't wait to get one. I can't wait. Alright, moving one on. When I first started out and I fucking hated it. It's really? Terrible. Yeah, I didn't like it, man. In retro like drag dr- Sorry, What's go that? ahead. You didn't like the vape from it? Not really. It like I used it for um I think when I first started out it was the uh, two maybe, and uh, it was just it was. I mean, coming from smoking, it was still too restrictive for me. I tried drilling out the air holes, and it was just still. I failed at that, but it was. I didn't like it. I was restricted from it from smoking. <clears throat> maybe yeah. you had just a shitty a shitty cave one. I feel like I they're know, like maybe. a little bit a little airier than uh like a fat cigarette. That's kind of the oh, draw that I get from it. No, I smoked Camel Menthol Wides, and they had a much easier draw than any K-Fun I've ever tried, including the modified, drilled-out, like... No, I dis- you, completely disagree. In, in today's day and age, if you need a fucking machine shop to make your vape enjoyable, then you shouldn't <laughs> be buying that product. Yeah, I never did that shit, and I fucking love the K-Fun. I love that shit. Well, that's I want to build my old k I want to build my old cape fun just for fun. 
No, nah, dude, it's a great vape. And the flavor, the flavor on them, like, because you, you can, like, draw them. Like, there's a certain draw to a K fun. And it just builds this fucking fat, dense vapor. And then you mouth to lung it. So you just get hit with this, all this vapor at once. It's so goddamn good. good. I but think you're looking on. through, like, let's... rose colored glasses. No. I think nostalgia has just ruined your view of what the K fun actually is. No, I loved it, dude. Wayne, the, the flavor wasn't all that great either. Yes, it was. The flavor was amazing. No, it was not. It was amazing, dude. And, and that's pretty much... Mesto pay you? <laughs> no, I wish, dude. I'd fucking get that Mesto <laughs> money right now. The Russian buku. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start talking about... Wait, I'm, what the hell is this buku thing? You mentioned All that right. earlier, and I, you never did tell me what the hell it was. Um, uh, well, oh, hold to... on. Wait a minute. Jeannie, what do you do for a day job? All right. Jeannie? Yeah, I'm here. No, like, what do you like? Like, what is your profession? What would you What would you say is your profession? I make drip tips. Prior to that, okay. I had a I had a graphic shop. Why? Oh, really? A graphic shop? Yeah. I mean, did you make Buku running that graphic shop? <laughs> did you make Buku bucks? Oh, now okay. All right. See. <laughs> Where the hell did this come that was, from? That, that, that was a question. Do you, do you do you legitimately make buku? No. No? Damn. Do That's you make just... buku making drip tips? No. No? no. Damn. Where did well, this come from? I asked... I think, asked I think the first time I guest. came on, I, yeah, I asked every guest. You did no not reason. get to ask Ed Wolf. I oh, did right? not get to ask Ed Wolf because I didn't want to hear that guy talk for another 40 minutes about... How boo? What buku is? Or I, I just didn't want to hear him talk anymore. Actually, <laughs> actually, no, I did ask him. Yes, yeah, that you, you also it, asked him if he had a fucking super Walmart. Yeah, I asked him if he had a super Walmart because I was trying to save that podcast because it was so bad. It was. Um, oh yeah, he did. Yeah, I remember. It that was now. who was who was the week before last? I can't remember. Well, and here's the thing with with Ed, though. Uh, Let's move on. Even even if I, something I is black it. and white, if if he interprets it as purple, he is gonna beat it into your head that per it's purple, even though you know it's black <laughs> or white. He is going to spend six fucking days telling you that it's purple. Yep. Even if he told Colton he was Wayne about, about a political opinion. Yeah, he he just told me I was wrong. I, like my my opinion was wrong, and I was like, "Well, there goes my respect for you, buddy." Well, I mean, to to be fair, you're always wrong. You're never right about yeah. anything. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right, can you move fucking on, please? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so stocking, stockpiling DIY supplies, right? It's being talked about everywhere. Everyone I, keeps I telling people have. to. You always have, Jeannie. Mm-hmm. Have you been following any reviewers or anything and or any other podcasts? Because the consensus right now is to not panic, not worry. The industry will be fine. You don't need to stockpile. You don't need to learn to mix. I feel the complete opposite. I feel that people should learn to mix right now and that, you know, they should be prepared for the worst. Yes. Because you don't want to be stuck. Not, you don't want to be stuck in a position where you can't vape. You don't want to, you know, have to scramble to learn how to mix. You don't want to scramble to try to get nicotine or try to get flavorings when the entire market is in, in a panic. So 
right now is the best time to learn all this and to, yes. to be prepared, right? Yes. I, um, I always advise, I think anybody that vapes, anybody that vapes should know something about DIY. Maybe you're never going to mix, and I get that, because there are people out there that are never going to mi mix e-liquid. That doesn't right. mean they shouldn't know something about DIY, because there, there's a lot of people mixing e-liquid some really scary ways. Right. And yeah. for, for the average person in this country that hears the word organic, they think, oh, this is better, this is healthier. Right. That is not the case when it comes to flavoring. Right. You know, exactly. um, you, you do not want organics in your flavoring. You, and most people that are attempting to make their own extracts and stuff have no idea how fine they need to filter that stuff. And they're still not going to get all of the organic compounds out of there. And those organic compounds are going to burn on a fucking coil. And we all know this is a bad thing. But anyway. All right. Sorry. Right. I, I went off on the whole tangent there. Um, but so everybody should know something about DIY. I have always had large-ish quantities of DIY supplies. Because I live in a town, and I'm not kidding, this is not a joke, I live in a town named Shingle House. All right. And it is smaller than it sounds, believe it or not. And I ran out of e-liquid once. And I can assure you of one thing, it'll never fucking happen again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, another thing, when you know how to mix and you start and you DIY... You start get, gathering flavorings. You gather your PG, VG, nicotine. You are you start to become into this like a uh, routine where you will never run out of juice to vape. You'll always have something to vape, even if it's a flavor that you don't like. You at least it's something to vape. Yep. You know you can work with something, and that's the biggest part that I think people should understand about DIY because a lot of people they kind of get afraid because of the startup cost you know it's a little high of a startup cost say you know 70 80 60 50 bucks you know who knows whatever you're spending but there is a startup cost that's more than juice and then you got to worry about you know exactly the you know is my juice going to be good a lot of people are worried I don't want to fuck shit up I don't want my juice to taste like shit um so I'm kind of worried about doing it but once you get it all in front of you and you, you know, follow me or Jeannie or all the forums or something, it's kind of it kind of becomes, you know, an easy thing to do. It, it's an easy trade to learn getting really good at it and making really good recipes. That's a difficult thing. You know, that takes time. Yes. But you can at least make the recipes. You can at least have something to vape. And you won't run out of it. You just will never run out of it once you get into the routine of ordering the flavors when you start to run out, ordering your VG when you start to run out. And uh, you just won't have to worry about being in a position where you don't have anything to vape. You're kind of in a panic and you're afraid that you might go back to smoking. Because a lot of people, I mean, I had a friend that, you know, he just couldn't keep up with how fast vaping moves, right? He had a, a K-Box with a sub tank uh, on the top, right? He had to keep buying juice for it, which is expensive for someone like in, you know, in the college age, uh, they don't, just don't have much money. Oh, I think, so, I think the whole sub-ohm movement has given everybody that sells e-liquid this giant hard-on 
Um, oh, absolutely. I, and and they just see all these dollar signs, you know. Absolutely. Um, there was a guy in one of the advocacy groups today that was saying something about, well, nobody needs to have more than six milligram for sale. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Um, right. I use, I vape 12. I started at 24, went to 18, and I was at 12 within a matter of months. But mm-hmm. I have been at 12 milligram for over six years. Yeah. You know, when I There's have, a lot of people when that, I'm running that my like marquee, I might I make some six milligram for my marquee. Um, but yeah. that's when I've got it set up running duels and it's running at like point six. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I don't generally go any lower than that. But I think the reason that vaping works for so many people is because you can tailor it to what you want it to be. Okay. Yes. But the biggest yes. thing with this this whole subohm thing, and why I think that subohm gets pushed out there so much, is because brick and mortars are making money hand over fist. Oh, absolutely. They're they're they were raking it, and who knows in the future? But they were, man. They were just bringing it in. This year was huge. 2015 was huge yeah. for vaping. They just made so much fucking money. Yeah, I did the math. Um, I did the math for Uncle Dagger the other day. And even if you're talking about ordering what we're going to cons- we're going to call normal people DIY orders, um, yeah. because I mean, I get glycol by the cube, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I get four gallons of it at a time because otherwise it's just a waste of my frickin money and shipping. Um, but even at normal people numbers, a 30 mil bottle of e-liquid. And we'll say, we're going to say flavor art flavorings, um, not because you're a fan or that because I'm a fan, um, but because that's tends to be some of the pricier flavoring out there. A 30 mil bottle of e-liquid is high as 10% flavor because nicotine is not the expensive part anymore. It used to no, be. No, it's not. You know, for the longest time, nicotine was the expensive part. We used right. to teach people to make their sample recipes or recipes that they were doing testers on it's zero because nick was the expensive part well it's not anymore it's mm-hmm. just not um you don't even need to do that anymore but you got to figure a 30 mil bottle even if you went out and bought a brand new glass dropper bottle for it which i think is ridiculously insane anyway um but you're less than five dollars yeah. So these places that were selling a 30 mil bottle of e-liquid to sub some op- to some sub own person, sorry, couldn't talk there for a minute, for 18 to 25 dollars, and they had five dollars in it, they were making money it's- hand over fist, and I think that was where a lot of the whole sub own push went to, and where it came from. Um, you know, if if you could recommend gear to somebody that was coming into your shop, are you going to recommend the gear that is, yay, it's going to get them off of smoking and they're not going to go through a bunch of liquid? Or are you going right. to recommend to them the higher priced sub-home stuff and knowing full good and well that they're going to go through a 30 mil every day or two? No, absolutely. You see it in... They want these 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 newer vapors to, as fast as possible, get the best, most powerful device with a dripper on top or a sub tank on it, and buy the most expensive juice. I mean, they're trained to, you know, obviously it's a business. They're trained to do that, but you know, someone has to take an account, uh, educating them exactly what's going on, right? So I, I took it upon myself to, you know, I made a video talking about price 
explaining like, look, there's you guys, you know, this was a, almost a year ago and it still stands true today. But you guys, these people that are vaping, you know, immense amounts of juice, buying all this gear, you're spending way too much money. You're not being responsible. And, you know, I just wanted to show people that. And uh, it's a it's a big problem because, like I said, my friend who couldn't afford to keep up with vaping, couldn't afford this this whole thing. And I felt bad because I recommended him the sub ohm tank and the K-Box. You know, I thought, you know, he wasn't going to like, a, a, a you know, a, say a AIO or something, whatever the starter device was. And then he you, they just get sick of it and then they just go back to smoking because it's so much simpler and it's cheaper. It's way cheaper to smoke nowadays. And it used to not be that way. Yeah. And um, it's crazy. So what DIY does is it puts you in a position where you always have juice. It's thousands of times cheaper and you can constantly have the juice that you want like even in the uk you said the tbd is, is limiting to what was the the nicotine limit 20. over there say that again 20 20 milligram yeah. and nothing bigger than a 10 mil bottle right so you learn to mix and you might be able to you know make that that 24 milligram juice that you need or that 32 milligram juice if people are still vaping 32 milligram um, well, and actually, and see, and that's the thing, we're laughing at that. Um, and it's not really funny because there are a lot of vapors in Europe that are at 36 or higher. Yeah. Um, do you know who Dave Dorn is? Yes. Yeah. Dave Dorn was at over 50, Meg, for yeah. a really long time. But he vaped like he smoked. Yeah. Where most of the vapors here constantly have a pv in their hand i am never without a mod or two sitting around me and i have to tell you i cannot get the phones to work right they're driving me up a fucking wall but so i'm we're going to do this um do you have somebody in your chat that doesn't mix yet um i don't think so i don't think so okay well um have somebody ask a question in your chat and i'll yeah, tell you why questions. afterwards Ask questions. Ask any question that you want to know, and uh, we'll do our best to answer it. And, um, yeah, in the chat. I mean, you have a chat, too, Jeannie, so they yep, can do the same. I have a chat, too. Um, so anything uh, you Jeannie, guys want to know, somebody. yeah, stick them in chat, and we will try to answer them as best we can. And um, asking questions is to your advantage. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Jeannie, somebody did ask, uh, who do you use for nicotine, and who would you recommend? Um, I have used Wizard Labs for a really long time. Um, the last bottle that I got from them, um, was a little oxidized, um, which happens with every Nick vendor out there. I don't, I don't care who they are. It, it happens at some point, but, um, I have started ordering mine from Vapors Tech. They are the best, I think. Yeah, because it's, it's beautiful, clean. I mean, there is almost zero flavor to it um yeah. you can make up a recipe at zero and make up a recipe at 12 and they're going to taste the same it's crazy it's crazy what they're doing over there yeah it's such good nicotine vapors tech i recommend as well i like liquid barn um it's super simple for me and you know i just like liquid barn the, the, the way that they send it to me is like in a dropper top so i just here I go, I pour it in, and I usually run, I run through my nicotine a lot quicker than someone might. So, you know, the chance of it oxidizing on me is a lot lower than someone that doesn't mix as much as me. You know, if you're just mixing, you know, uh, you know, 
180 milliliters every week, mm-hmm. you're not gonna you're not gonna run through as much nicotine as I am because I'm mixing up shit loads of e-liquid. But uh, I haven't ever had problems with with Liquid Barn. But I also think that Vapors Tech their nicotine is just superior to anything on the market. Yeah. Um. And lady in our chat um was asking how long flavors kept. Oh. You answer that first. Um, I'm going to, and it really depends on what it is because things like sweet cream, um, they tend to, to go funky. Um, so, I mean, that's just debatable, but I take a Sharpie and I write on my flavor bottles, um, when I got them. And if I pull that flavor out and it's been over a year, I dump it down the drain. Hmm. Yeah. You see, I'm like that with most of mine, except for the heavy, heavy creams. Like uh, TFA's Bavarian Cream, TFA's Graham Cracker, um, some of the some of the Capella's creams, like uh, uh, I think it was Capella's Graham Cracker that I've kept. But a lot of them I've noticed get much better flavor after the six month period. Like fruit flavors, I'll I'll try and toss out if I've had them for six to eight months, just because they lose their volatile so much quicker. But um, the the heavy ones with the with the creams, I do you know love. who the person was in your chat that asked that question? Uh, Manson, do you know which question? The nicotine. Yeah. Uh, that was vaping one hundred and one. Okay. Uh, vaping. And. Uh, also, to add to the flavor thing, um, if you guys have any Hankson flavors, I don't know if you do, Jeannie, but uh, on their original bottles, they actually do have a shelf life, which I think would be a great addition for uh, TFA cap uh, flavor art to add to theirs. Oh, yeah. It looks like they set it for two years because I have mine yeah. from uh, June 4th, 2015, and the expiration is June 3rd, 2017. Well, yep. mine more centers around the fact that if I haven't used that flavor in any year, evidently I don't fucking like it. Right, exactly. Yeah, meaning, if it's meaning for that it long, needs to leave. To yeah, meaning it needs to leave the cabinet. I'm going to take up that that floor space with something that I actually use. But okay, I just put my email address in yes, the group chat that yeah. we're in. Um, you need to give that to the person that asked that question and have them email me. Because part of the deal with my DIY show is uh, Kimmer sponsors my show for me, and I get to give people store credit ah. um, for asking DIY questions. So, and um, Vicky in my chat, Vicky, you need to get the email address that I just put in there and send me an email and make sure you tell me it was from the DIY show. Um, but yeah, so I enjoy doing that. And a lot of the time, she will message me after the show and say, I only got two emails from you. <laughs> that's awesome that's fucking awesome so you hear that if you fucking ask a question Gina will hook you up yeah so All right, we got another question okay <laughs> HVPGH I have a question for the panel do you think that the USPS will restrict e-liquid from being shipped because it's classified like cigarettes and cigars well there's a thing to go with that um the PAC Act and part of the PAC Act is uh, has its center's completely around the shipping of tobacco products and um the way the regulations read now they're going to hose us on usps because it has to be things are going to have to be shipped if it contains nicotine 
or if it is considered a tobacco product, and the FDA has fucked us over on that one and said everything we touch, if it is intent, if the intended use is in an electronic cigarette, that deems it a tobacco product. That's how they're calling wire a tobacco product. That's how they're calling a battery a tobacco product. We all know they're not, mm -hmm. but they're using intended use against us. So... Um, the, the bad thing with this age-restricted delivery is you're going to have to be home to get your package. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to sign for your package. You're going to have to prove that you are over 18 to get your package. So no more surprise vape mail. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah. they're, okay, they're gonna... Uh, we got... Okay, um, so, wait, I got one too. So yeah, so I do think that I do think that they're they did say that they are not going to stop internet ordering, which is in interesting. How they're going to? <laughs> I don't know how the FDA is going to do anything. Yeah, well, I just I don't think that they really have a really good implementation of how they're going to enforce any of this. But hey, what right. do I know? Exactly. They're gonna they're gonna have the secret police bust down our doorways and like take us to jail for. Dropping flavors into a bottle, man. Well, the fucking ATF, no. dude. The ATF don't fuck around. Yeah, we got. We're gonna have the ATF on our shit. That's crazy if you think about it. That terrifies me because I was living in Dallas, Texas, when the ATF went after David Koresh in Waco. Nice. Yeah, that that didn't whole, end yeah, well. That was a whole ATF thing. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Oh, oh and. Well. Somebody, uh, and Joe's asking, Joe doesn't need the store credit, but Joe is asking um, how long I keep my nick for. Um, forever. That's how long I keep my nick. I, I keep it until it's empty because I keep it in the freezer. Um, I keep yeah. out, I keep out like a 120 mil bottle of nick that I'm working with. Um, but yeah, I, I, followed what Kurt Kistler told me to do and the dude's a chemist at Penn State University um, I I believe him um, you can Nick will keep indefinitely in the freezer if you're going to keep it for long periods of time glass is recommended of course because plastic will permeate right. um, mason jars work really really well um, but yeah I keep Nick on forever I don't yeah, that, I have never thrown the, any I mean, Nick away that's the best way to do it. So everyone listen to what she just said because I get this question a lot. How long can, how long does my nicotine last? If you put it if you store it correctly by putting what you're not using in the freezer, making sure you get all the oxygen out of it and you put it in a nice glass bottle, it'll last you a long time. You just keep whatever you have, you know, 120 milliliters is perfect amount um, to just keep by your side with your flavorings. So, you know, when you run through that, you go back to your freezer, pour some out, let it reach room temperature. And then there you go. You just keep yeah. doing that. And yep. just stock up. And stock big up. thing, do not open that container until it's at room temperature. Yes. Um, because if you open it um, when it's below room temperature, you will get condensation. Not that it's really going to make a shit and bit of difference that you would notice. Um, but you do want to avoid any and all condensation that you can. So let it come to room temperature first. And take out what you need, put the cap back on it, put the shit back in the freezer. Um, somebody asked if it expanded in the freezer. No, it does not expand. And honestly, VG nicotine contracts in the cold. Yeah. Yeah. 
it shrinks. But I would leave, you know, Kurt recommends that you leave a half an inch of headspace in, in the jar. Um, I'm, again, I listen to what the chemistry instructor from Penn State University tells me to do because he's much smarter than I am. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I agree. all the, I agree. all the stuff about argon, um, argon, yes, argon will stop oxidation better than oxygen in that space. Yeah. But the amount of oxygen in there is not going to make a difference one way or the other. Um, the newest thing my inbox has been spammed with, and I bet I've gotten 30 emails about vitamin C, absorbic acid. Um, yeah, there's, I, there is zero documentation that I can find that supports the claim that absorbic acid will keep your neck from oxidizing. I can't find anything about that. The only thing I have found about that is that vitamin Oh, yeah, I, just, I heard about that, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, someone asked it on, on the DIY subreddit, and I was I, like, I wanted to answer, but then again, like, I'm a mod, and I have to be nice to people. Oh, yeah. So I well, didn't want to answer. Yeah, so, so my thing is, is if you can take a 500-mil bottle of 60-milligram neck and you can put it in your freezer and you can take it out of your freezer and use it and six years from now, that 60-meg is down to 58-meg, do you really care? Right. And the answer, 99 times out of 100, is going to be, no, you don't care. So mm-hmm. why bother putting unknowns into this nicotine that you're going to keep long term? And I said to somebody, is the person giving you this advice, have they even been in vaping for six years? And the answer right. I got back was no. And I'm like, then why the fuck are you going to listen to them over a chemist, an actual chemist chemist not somebody that claims to be a chemist but a real chemist you know that's that's my only thing and that's why I say there's I think there's going to be a lot of gimmicky stuff that we're going to see happen um and I think the crazy wild shit is is going to go nuts for a little while because everybody's in a panic so they're going to take people's word on stuff without verifying it because they're afraid that's happened yep I definitely see that happening, too. I just, I would, you give out all kinds of information, and I have to tell you something, and I have never gotten to talk to you to be able to explain this to you, but I really appreciate the fact that you are out there, and you have went and searched for all of this information, and you are paying this information forward, because, and I say it all the time, I am this mouthy old lady. You are not. You are young, and you are one of these people that they think is a badass, and they will listen to you. And the fact that somebody <laughs> young, the fact that somebody young is interested in in actually learning, yeah, is amazing. So thank you for that. I I oh, I am very you. glad that you got into this and that you put this information out there for people. It's 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 awesome. That that may be the nicest thing someone's ever said to me on the show. Wayne, you suck. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anybody I said something nice. <laughs> no, no just, I, he, gets, he gets a really big ego and a really big head, so every now and again I just got to let him know that 
he really sucks <laughs> and his recipes suck and he shouldn't feel good about himself ever. I don't think I get a big ego. <laughs> I think I think that people think I do because just people just love me and it just people have to express their feelings, so maybe sometimes it looks that way. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like... I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm an asshole. Um, I, I'm an asshole yeah too. I'm an asshole make no make no mistake about that if somebody needs to be told to fuck off I don't have a problem doing it that's that's what I love about your show to be honest um you, I you, you know when to say what's up you yeah know, you I would rather have somebody be brutally honest than blow smoke up my ass yeah. um you know that's just uh, we have there are a lot of hosts on VP live that um, when their phone lines are open and everything, they'll let somebody call up and call them six things to Sunday. Uh, no, not with me. Um, <laughs> no, you, you you call my show and you're acting like an asshole. I'll hang up on you. Yeah. You know why? Because it's my show and I can. You don't right. like it? Tough shit. Go, yeah, go, you know, go somebody else's show. Um, I am very biased in my opinions. I have made no secret of the fact that I am very biased in my opinions. Um, I recommend people go to places where I know these vendors and I trust these vendors and I have faith in these vendors. Um, I can't send you, I don't have any sponsors on my show other than for the DIY show. Um, mm -hmm. because yeah, just because I'm an opinionated bitch and if shit is wrong, I'm going to say it's wrong. I, I can't say nice things about somebody that I don't like just because they've chosen to sponsor a show or not sponsor a show. No, I I completely agree. We're the same way over yeah, here. I'm bad. Same exact that. way. Where, yeah, how, are, how are you supposed powder. to get those? How are you supposed to get that electrolyte powder money though? How are you supposed to get if that? You just, if, yeah, if you don't just talk out of your ass, how are you supposed to get that electrolyte powder money? <laughs> how are you supposed to cure your dry knuckles if you don't talk out of your ass? That's get healthy tits instead of sick ones. <laughs> I don't know. All right, we have a question by Brandon Nelson. Now, he says, I'm going to be doing my first mix on Saturday when my supplies come in on Saturday. So we have a, no we have a never mixer here. Oh! What's your advice for my first round? A few different variations on my recipe, on a recipe, or try each flavor alone without nicotine and go from there? Interesting question. I Brandon. always recommend that people try new flavors all by themselves before they try to mix them with anything. Um, just just so they can learn the flavor, because you can't really that's the, learn the, the, that's the, the whole battle. Yeah, you can't really learn yeah. the profile of that flavor without tasting that flavor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Brandon, the best learning process that I've experienced, and and the quickest way to get up to speed with a lot of the other mixers is to, like, first of all, test all your flavors right when you get them, but then. I highly recommend you find a juice that you want to clone, something that has a complex flavor profile, and you work your ass off to clone that juice because that will help hone your skills of recognizing flavors and being able to, um, to emulate them with your own mixes. And that's a really big part of making your own recipes because you've got to have this image of a flavor in your mind and you need to be able to put that down in like 10 or so ingredients so yeah one of my first uh when i first started out was actually trying to clone unicorn milk for a friend and that yep. took like three months but i finally got it to where i wanted at and that helped me more than anything 
cloning. Even single, even single flavor testing. Cloning helped more than anything. Cloning is an absolute, absolute must if you want to get on the level of of other mixers. Just because it, it helps, it it's very goal oriented. Instead of just mixing a juice and you think like, oh, I can interpret it any way I want. This right apple pie, you're trying to get it exactly where that big company got with their juice. So cloning is an absolute must just to be able to nail flavor profiles that you have in your mind. Yeah, and 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 that's the entire. I mean, it cloning is the most difficult thing you can do to mix it's so difficult because you're going in blind and what you're using is all the knowledge that you have of the individual ingredients you have to create a final product you know to have a reference right so you need to understand the the exact flavorings you know you need to understand all of what you have and know it to a t like the back of your hand to really clone something well and the only way you do that is to test your flavors, sing, uh, you know, in, in single, uh, make recipes and learn what your flavors are doing with other flavorings. And the more you know your individual flavors, the better you'll get at mixing. It just comes with it. You know, there's no other way you can be good at mixing other than experience. There's just you just can't. Sorry, there's no quick trick. You know, I do the best I can with giving you guys flavor notes and stuff, but still, you need to under you need to taste it. You need to you, taste it for yourself. And. I cannot stress enough how important that is because there are, there are a lot of times and that person too, you need to make sure that person gets my email address too. make sure to they send me an email and tell me that they asked a question on the show. Yes. Um, but it, it is so important to learn those things because there is like raspberry, um, Sometimes, depending, if I am looking for a raspberry to be, a, I need it to be a little more tart. Well, that just means that I'm going to put 1% of the lime that I really like with it. Not because I want the lime flavor, but because that lime has notes in it that the raspberry is missing. All right. And and that's that's the give and take you get with learning these flavors. You learn them, and when you're creating a recipe, or if you're trying to clone something, and by the way, Wayne, I'm not against clones, but I do have a stance on them that you and I should talk about. Um, sure. Uh, but, you know, if you if you learn all of the notes involved with that, you're going to try a recipe, and you're going to know, you're going to be able to figure out what's missing. And then you're going to be able to think back in this little catalog in your head and realize which thing you have in there that will provide that in your recipe. And you are going to find out a lot of the time that there is something in there that you would never have guessed otherwise. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and oh, where is it? Let's, he didn't, he let's didn't put this as a question, but it was. Um, and this is a question for you too, Wayne. Shane Taylor wants to know, he's, by the way, he says we're two of his favorite podcasters. Thanks for that, Shane. Thank Um, you, man. Loves that we're dual broadcasting. He wants to start DIY mixing, but he's confused about where to start. He's heard and read too many contradicting, too much contradicting advice. So what's the easiest way to start mixing? Well, it's a good thing you asked, Shane. (laughs) Yeah. Because you need to send me an email. Because I'm going to make where and what to get so easy for you. <laughs> because you can't beat free. No, you can't. 
Um, That's the best way to get into something is to, to do it for free. Exactly. <laughs> um, there are a lot of DIY kits out there. And depending on, on who and what it is, is my answer on whether they should get a kit or not. Um, my, my, my answer is absolutely no kits. They stunt you. They stunt your first mixes. They make you think that you have to rely on just single flavor mixes instead of making your own recipes and, and, and trying to get comple- complexities in it. I've never seen a single kit that I would recommend to a new mixer. I don't know. I agree with Jeannie, though. I agree with Jeannie. It depends on it depends on the kind of mixer you want to be. True. I mean, if you're if you're just mixing because you want something to vape and you don't want to like spend as much money, and it's not so much the quality of the vape that you're looking for that you're looking to improve, then sure, go ahead and and get a kit and just like mix the single flavors. I have but a- even. I have a friend of mine in Nova Scotia that tried DIY several times, and every time she makes something, she says it tastes like cabbage. Um, And and she's tried a lot. Maybe that's just Nova Scotia air. No, it's no, it's not. (laughs) No, no, it's it's Eva. Um, (laughs) But you know, I I am with kits where if it's somebody that thinks they might want to try it, I honestly recommend. The, Kimmer's got a kit at her place that's like 30 bucks, And I'm like, you know, if, if you're spending $25 on a bottle of juice, well, then a $30 kit for DIY is at least going to tell you whether you might actually like to do DIY or not. Because there, there are people out there that I have given up trying to teach because <laughs> yeah. they're frustrated. It's just not working for them. And chances are... It's never going to work for them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> there, there are, is that. There are people like that. Yeah, and I can't tell somebody to go out and spend $100 on DIY stuff or $200 on DIY stuff um, that have never tried it. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if they're really confused by it and they think maybe they'll like it, maybe they'd at least like to try it. Um, I would sooner say, well, get this $30 kit because at least you can pick out six flavors to go with it. And, you know, if you have a recipe that you kind of would like, well, then you know at least what you need to get. Mm. Yeah. And whether you're even going to be able to come close or not. That's, I'd, that's I'd, my thing. I'd, I prefer to ask them, like, what, what they prefer to vape and what their ra- normal, like, flavor profiles are. And then help them pick a recipe to stick to if they want to try it out because it'll still be... It'll still be like thirty dollars, but they'll at least have they'll at least be able to see what what DIY can lead into instead of just seeing like what single flavor mixes taste like. You, you know, like if they want a fruity recipe, I'd give them my Nana Cream clone that I did. I'd give them that recipe, tell them to buy those ingredients, and then get their VG and their PG off of Amazon and mix that up just to see. That like you can make juice that's as good or better than than what you can buy in a store, and you don't need to spend all that much because that entire that entire setup would probably cost someone um, ten dollars in flavors, and that because it's all TFA and then a hint of Loran and then fucking twenty dollars in dilutants. So yeah, like. What, what I would say to you, Shane, is 
do you do you have the time to and the patience to really want to learn how to get good at mixing? Is if you do, then yes, do what Colt said. Find a recipe online from eLiquid Recipes that's highly rated. Make sure it's highly rated so, you know, it's not just some bullshit recipe. And make sure it matches up to a profile. Say you like strawberries and cream, you like unicorn's milk, find something that's a strawberries and cream. Get those ingredients, learn to mix that. But if you're not that kind of person, you know, there's other ways you can get into mixing and get in through a, a DIY kit. I mean, I sell concentrates now, so you can have, you know, one of my recipes in a concentrate form. And then you just mix it up with some base and that'll get you into the door. So you at least know the process of it. And uh, from there, you can understand if you want to spend the time to really dive deep into it. Because the last thing you want to do is, you know, get excited about mixing, you know, have your hopes all up. And then when you actually sit down and create a recipe yourself, you find out that you can't create anything good. You get discouraged. You feel like you wasted your money. You know, you kind of want to go into it winning. So you want to start creating recipes that people know are already good. And um, and then that you'll enjoy right off the bat. That way you at least have something to vape in the meantime while you're learning and also gathering your flavorings because that's another big part of the battle too. Do you have the money to consistently buy flavorings? <laughs> uh, you know, you're How gonna, many flavors you're gonna... do you have at your house, Wayne? Uh, just a, just a guess. Over, I mean, I have pretty much the entire TFA catalog, the entire Capella catalog. I have like... I'd say yeah. DIY. Say about... They said you'll save money. <laughs> they said <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not right. so much, um, but yeah, um, you, you, you can you, yeah you can, you save, can save a lot of money because I'm sure Wayne, if you only had the flavors in your house of the ten e-liquids that you like the most, you would be mm-hmm. saving money. You would be Absolutely. saving a shit ton of money, and so would I. Unfortunately. We are flavor whores. Right. Um, right. And I say that in, in a very nice way. Um, but <laughs> we are. Um, I, I stopped counting my flavors because if I count my flavors, then I can't give my friend Margo a hard time. Um, <laughs> because I live under the illusion that, that she's got more flavors than I do. It's not true. Um, and I know it. But <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just go with that, you know. Um, so there's DIY can save you a lot of money. Yeah. It can and it also probably cost will in the beginning. You, it probably yeah, will. Yeah. It can also cost you a lot of money. Um, yeah, a lot, but never cut yourself short because the thing that I have found about trying a single flavor by itself is there are probably 50 of them out there. That I could vape just like that. Yeah. Just leave them the hell alone. Yeah. Agreed. And if you never tried them that way, you wouldn't know it. Um, and clones, by the way, I get every. I don't have a problem with clone recipes. I have a problem with clone recipes. In the DIY Facebook group that I admin. And there's there's good reason for that. Um, there are a lot of vendors that are in that group answering mm. questions every day. Oh, I see. A lot of these people that that are vendors now that I helped them learn how to mix. And there are cases where I have worked on a recipe 
for six months or a year before I've got it the way I finally wanted it. Yeah. And while these, and so I know firsthand that sometimes a recipe comes really easy. They, they just happen. I did a DIY show with Mandy one night and Mandy says, Jeannie, I need you to give us a recipe. And I'm like, um, okay. And in, and I rattled off some stuff and it ended up being this recipe called fluffy bitch. And it's a really good raspberry vape. It's, it turned out fantastic. And that was just off the cuff. Mm-hmm. That doesn't always happen. More often than not. Yeah. More often than not, you're going to go through 5, 10, 20 iterations of this thing before you have it the way you want it. So it is working. And that's not, that's not a joke. Yeah. It's not. It's not even, it's not exaggerated. When I sit down to, when these are recipes that I release on my website, because this is what I do now, you know, I'm batching them, you know, 10, 10 to 15 times, maybe six times at the minimum, but I'm going through different batches with different concentrates, even till the point where I have like six different batches where one ingredient <laughs> is one percentage off. Yep. It's that gets that serious. And, you know, you have to if you want to do something like that, if you really want to dive in and create your your perfect all day vape, just be ready for a journey because it's it's a journey. It's it's not just to hop on a train and here you go. Here's a mix. And the biggest thing that I tell people is, is if they set out that, okay, I want to clone XXX. Well, why? Why do you want to clone XXX? You know what the general flavor profile of this is? Why don't you sit down and start playing with this flavor profile that you're looking for? Because what you might end up with is not even close to what you wanted to clone, but it's perfect for you. Yeah. Don't don't limit yourself in what you're creating trying to copy something else. Always yeah, be that's, open that's, open that's to the goalless. fact yeah. You don't you don't know when you're done with that. You'll just keep on tweaking it and then tweaking it and then tweaking it, and you never really get that satisfaction or that confidence boost of, of of nailing it. You know, of really really finishing with a recipe and and putting it away, just archiving it. You know, play around, I feel see like, what you I come up like with. For, for, I feel like for early mixers, the confidence is a big thing, and that's why I think cloning should it is important because when you finally nail that clone when you finally get it down to where people will taste it and not be able to tell that it's a clone that is a confidence booster that I, is the that problem is, where is you... the problem with that idea Cole, that i see because i the only reason i like to do clones is so people that don't know how to diy say i like this juice um i can't afford it anymore i can't afford to vape you know here's a recipe that's just like it there you go now you can afford to vape. That's the only reason why I like clones. Mm-hmm. But I, I see what you're saying, Cole, about you know having that idea to put the recipe away. That's a that's a, a skill that you need to learn. You know when the recipe is done. Otherwise, you're gonna fucking drive yourself insane. Yeah. When yeah. you Fuck when it. you have made this up and you try it, and you hit yum, stop. Yeah. But um, but yum can always be better. Just no, saying it yum can't. can always be better. It can always. It, you can always take it to the next level. You can always be like, "Holy shit!" Instead of "yum," you you, know? you gotta there's, know there's... when to stop, though. When when you yeah. hit that "yum," if you try to improve it the next time and it's not "yum" anymore, 
Go back to where Yum was and stop. The thing with new with newer mixers trying to clone something is that it's such a difficult it's such a difficult thing to do that I've never had a clone where it was spot on. Never, not once, uh, except for the unicorn's milk recipe that was side by side. That was really close. Other than that, uh, I never was like, that's it. You know, you nailed it profile. Even some of my clones, you know, even the honeydew recipe, that I, the honey boba recipe that I just released. I think it's really, really close, but it's still not spot on. It's just not, it's just not the exact recipe. Well, and that, that can drive me fucking insane. Just did you me. ever have the, the original boba's bounty? No, I've never had that juice. Nope. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you. There, there's probably six people in the chat right now that one of which I could tell you is a master flavorist. He is. Okay? There is another lady that is in the chat who is probably got the best palate of anybody I have ever met. And she has been trying to clone that. I have known mixers over the past six years, who have all been trying to clone that one e-liquid. That's what a lot of people have been saying to me. It's maybe, like the golden goose. Yeah, maybe they're using, like, triethyl lead instead of titanium dioxide. Maybe they're just using, like, triethyl lead. And it's that's something. That's why no one can clone it because we aren't putting carcinogens in it. I, I, have, I had a friend of mine that released an e-liquid, and I absolutely loved it. And um, he ended up stopping his entire flavor line. And I, I was begging him, you know, will you, will you just, will you make me a bottle and send this to me? And he's like, I'll just give you the recipe. I'm like, no, don't give me the recipe. And he goes, no, here. And he gave me the recipe and I'm like, no fucking way. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm looking at this recipe going, this cannot be right. Yeah, the, a lot of recipes just, they're just, you just, you would never expect certain profiles. I didn't believe it until I made it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. son of a bitch. Yeah. I wish I was given like a full, like a like a juice that I knew. Like the if I was given the pistachio RY4 recipe, it would just solve this chase of trying to perfect it. And I would feel so satisfied in my life. I'd probably I'd probably kill myself afterwards because I'd just be complete with everything in my life. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. But anyway. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's there are just times when you stumble upon something and you're like, "Huh. Well, I'll be damned." Jeannie, what when did you realize you were like um getting good at mixing? What was the what was the moment where you were like, "You know what? I'm pretty good at this. I can start talking about this. I can start teaching people how to mix." Um, you know, I was an admin in that DIY group for a year before I realized it. On on ECF or VU? Uh, no, on Facebook. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I admin the DIY recipes group on Facebook, and then the whole name is 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 weird because it's not really about recipes. Um, there's a lot of them in the files section, but it's uh -huh. more for new mixers and teaching new mixers. Um, decent mixing practices and getting them going safely, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I'm one of them people, and there's a lot of different opinions on this, but my opinion is I don't recommend 100 milligram neck to somebody that's never, never mixed before. Um, I got a chemical burn from 100 milligram one time on my arm. 
Um, really? Yeah. Well, and yeah, it on just, your arm, yeah. Yeah, I got it on my arm. Um, I have RSD, so my, my nerves act really crazy anyhow. They don't need much help. But, um, you know, when you're learning to mix, accidents are going to happen. And we all know one drop of PG or VG can make a six-mile mess. Um, yeah. And Nick even more so. So, yeah, I, I always tell new people not to go any higher than they absolutely have to with their Nick base until they are at least have mixed for a little while and think they got the hang of what's going on. You know, why add the stress of 100 milligram nicotine to the mix when you don't need to? Um, right. There's that. You know, and then I have pets and, you know, I have grandkids that are in and out of my house. Not when I'm mixing any liquid, of course, but I mean, you know, I'm really uh, anal retentive about everything being sanitized and clean. And, you know, we kind of have a mini farm going here. So uh, right. I'm I'm very <laughs> particular about how clean everything is when when I mix e-liquid. Um, but there... <laughs> I guess it's just, it's just, yeah, I'm weird about some things. And that DIY recipes group, I had been in there help answering some questions and stuff. And, you know, and I didn't even ever really think about the fact that I was answering questions. It was just somebody would ask something and you would tell them what you knew. Right, right. You know? And one day I said, Mandy... Why the fuck do I keep getting all these notifications about people want to be added to the group? And she's like, well, because you're an admin. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm a what? <laughs> I said, what's that? I didn't even know what a group admin was. <laughs> I had no fucking clue. I'm telling you, I'm old. Um, I had no clue. Yeah. Um, so I guess it was then. And I guess it wasn't that I thought I was really good at it. It was everyone else? I guess it was that somebody else thought I was good enough that I was giving out good advice. Yeah. You know, I mean, See, I that's... knew that I liked my recipes. Right. <laughs> that's that's the difference between, like, Facebook and Reddit. Because I'm a fucking terrible mixer, and I'm still a mod. So it's, you know. Well, just, yeah, yeah. They just yeah. threw me up there. I'm just, I, I, I just fucking, I'll squeeze an onion into my e-liquid. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Well, I mean, I oh, have a genie. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, Go ahead. Uh, somebody was asking in the chat earlier where they could find your recipes at. Mine? Most of mine aren't posted, but yes. if you if you send me a message, I took them down. Um, and I'll tell you why I took them down, too. <laughs> because we'll go back to the whole recipes thing. If some asshole offers to sell you a bunch of recipes, don't pay this asshole. Because chances are he stole them from a bunch of people. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. For sure. Okay. And if he's talking about printing a book and selling a book full of recipes. It's probably mine, yours. Yeah, don't <laughs> give this asshole any money Sounds because familiar. he's 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 yeah. mined them out of all these groups and passes them off as his own. <gasps> Margot got it. Um, yeah, so people before you know, you offer to before somebody says that they'll sell you a recipe and you offer to buy it. Do yourself a favor and do a little bit of a Google search because chances are the person that actually created the recipe has posted it somewhere for free. Right. Just saying. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, that asshole is why I ended up pulling a bunch of my recipes. And I don't, I, you know, and I was always very open with my recipes. Yeah, same here. Um, and, yeah. and I, I, did I think it I know so what you're that, talking about. Yeah, and I did it so that new people got it. 
But when one of my recipes, up to and including my name, Genie K's Banana Vape, was put on a vendor's website for sale, yep. all of that my huh? yeah, all of my recipes are posted everywhere. And I'm like, no, fuck this. Uh-uh. I put these yep. things out there for people to enjoy them for free. And you... And it's not that I think... And it wasn't that I wanted credit. Because if they just said, hey, I want to put your recipe up on my website as a pre-made e-liquid and I'm going to sell it and make money off of it, I'd have just told them to fuck off. Mm-hmm. Because if I had ever wanted my recipes to make money, I'd be an e-liquid vendor. Yeah. I'd have become an e-liquid vendor five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I could see you... I can see you doing like classes for people. Sign up for like a twenty dollar class for a couple hours. Well, I guess your podcast, your your DIY show is kind of like a big class, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll give away all the knowledge that I've got. No. I mean, you and I'll to. help. I mean, I I help people every single day work on a recipe that they're working on or give them ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and I enjoy that. And oh, that's great. what makes me feel really good is when somebody comes back and says, oh, I finally got that recipe down the way I wanted it. I love it. Yeah. That, it's like when your kid goes off to college. Yeah, that's amazing to me. That makes me feel good. When, when somebody has been trying to create something and they get it the way they want it, and if I have given them this tiny bit of information to help them along that way, yeah, that, that means something to me. I got another question for you and let's, I want to move the topic over to something else. So on my website or on the Facebook, I posted that I was upset with flavor art Uh and that they needed to clarify a few Uh things with me. Now, I mean, you're pretty close with the people at flavor art. You, you've been with them for, for how long? I, I blog for them. Um, when the flavor art North America site goes up, yeah, I'm writing a DIY blog for them. Um, and a lot of that is because Sean, um, is a personal friend of mine and so isn't Richard. Um, I've I've known both these guys for a long time. Um, so yeah. So but in in all honesty, you know, your listeners aren't aware of it. My listeners are. But yes, I do DIY blog for Flavor Art. Yeah. Well, okay. This is awesome. That's a yep. that's great. That you know, I wouldn't ask no one better than you to be honest. So I was. I got that email from them because um you know I'm pretty close with Flavor. I'm not as close as you are, but. You know, I try to keep in touch when I can. And they sent out that press release. Mm -hmm. And there was a few things that they were talking about that really struck my attention. Uh, Let me see if I can bring it up real quick. One was that they think that the the DIY industry is going to be regulated. And that really kind of worried me. Um, Where is it? Flavor art. That worried me because the last thing that I want to see happen is flavor houses pulling their support from selling to consumers because of the FDA pressure or, or threat of a lawsuit mm-hmm. or, you know, what have you. So <clears throat> what further cemented that idea into my head was when Sean was on Russia's show last night. I didn't and listen. He, he He's pretty much said, you know, he, he thought he was talking about the regulations and a lot of what he's saying is, is what I think is true. You know, the Clearstream program is a great program for a legitimate way to get your flavors through the pre-market tobacco application. And that's why they created the Clearstream program. Well, Clearstream. Okay. Just one second. Clearstream has existed for a very long time. Okay. Clearstream is not new. Um, Clearstream rolled out 
years ago. They're mm-hmm. just going to be expanding it. Okay, but okay. So finish. So, well, what he was like, you know, what it looks like is that the they're, they want to take the clear stream, you know, having all these toxicology reports for your flavorings is something that's going to be needed to get any kind of e-liquid through the PMTA. And, um, you know, I don't have a problem with that. That's great that Flavor Art's doing that. Uh, I wish more flavor houses would do that just to make it more a legitimate thing for people that want to create legitimate e-liquids post-PMTA. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but he was speaking that he was pretty much saying that he thinks that you know, the DIY market is, is just going to be dead because what's going to happen is that the FDA, if, if they see a flavor house selling to consumers, not to e-liquid vendors, but to consumers, that they would need to classify their products as a tobacco product. And not only he said that, but Dr. Siegel said that as well. Um, so did he when, say dead or did he say regulated? He pretty much said dead. I forget the exact words, but he pretty much said, like, you know, the craft the craft e-liquid market is just going to be gone. Oh, well, it's the craft, not... yeah. Well, there's a difference between DIY and craft e-liquid market. Right, right, right. Of course. But um, him and I, I, we have talked, he and I have talked about this before. Um, do I, do I, I think. Which is why I bring this up to you. Yeah. Do I think that we're going to be regulated? Yeah, I, I think that we are fucking stupid if we think that we're not going to get something out of this. Um, right. They didn't write 499 pages of regulation to let any of us skate free. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think that DIY is going to be abolished? No. I most definitely do not think that. Does that mean that I don't have Nick in storage? I absolutely do. I right. have Nick in storage. Of course I have Nick in storage. Did you not hear me say I live in a town named Shigglehouse? Um <laughs> Have I expanded it a little bit? Yeah, I've expanded my Nick storage a little bit. I have. Absolutely. Um, I I am going to err on the side of too safe rather than not safe enough. Um, I think we are going to be regulated. Um, I do think that the FDA is going to have something to say about us getting high milligram base. Right. That I, would be the I only I think they're going to say something about have. that. Yep. And I think they're going to tax it. Now, back to where we were talking about intended use. Intended use is used a lot in that regulation. That's how they're going to go after batteries. That's how they're going to call wire a tobacco product. That's how they're going to call a drip tip a tobacco product. The whole intended use thing is where they're going to bend us over. I think they are going to tax the shit out of our neck. And they're going to do it under the syntax levy, which is why they just labeled all of our shit a tobacco product. I really yeah. honestly and truly, my opinion is, that is why they did that. They, they are really missing tax revenue. And all they have heard from us all this time is how much cheaper vaping is than smoking. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's kicking their ass in the MSA, because the less cigarettes are sold, the less money is paid into the MSA, which is the, le- the less money paid out to the states in settlement funds to pay on the bonds that they borrowed against it. They had to figure out a way to recoup that revenue. Well, if vaping is cheaper, they need to find more shit in vaping to tax to make yeah. up for what they lost you know it is about money 
It's, it's not about my health and safety. They could give a shit about my health and safety as long as I'm alive to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. They don't care. It's, it's about revenue loss. So I do think that they're going to stick their noses into DIY. As far as flavors and PG and VG and stuff, if you're buying from a company that sells candy making supply, they can't touch that. Mm-hmm. If you're buying from a company that's main revenue stream is from the food industry, they can't touch that. Mm-hmm. If you're buying your PG and your VG from Essential Depot, and I I don't know where you get yours, but that's that's where mine comes from, is from Essential Depot, because it's good. I like it. I've never had a reason to go anywhere else, so I don't. Um, but if you're buying it from them, they are primarily into lotions, soaps, and candles. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't call those a tobacco product, so they can't touch that. But where they're going to get into the intended use rule and tax flavors is if you're buying them from a single company that does nothing but sell DIY supplies for e-cigarettes. And that is Mm -hmm. where intended use comes into play. So with that, do you think that flavor are... Say there's given pressure because, you know, their, their, their whole push right now with the VTA is to be completely legitimate and to make sure that they go through what they need to go through because they can, you know, they know what they're doing. They, they've always been ahead of the ball and everything. But it looks like they're moving more away from the DIY market with what I'm hearing because if there's any kind of pressure to selling to consumers, I mean, are they always going to be able to give us the flavorings we need as consumers? You know, 13 milliliter bottles or selling to flavor houses like Bull City Vapor where we can get them instead of direct. I mean, it was it was kind of eye-opening because I, I would hate to not be able to get flavor art. They make some of the best liquids, that, or best flavorings out there. And uh, everyone knows flavor art. They make, they make awesome shit. And it's because they know what they're doing. They specifically cater their products for vaping. Uh, I'm just afraid that with the language that, th- that Sean was talking with, that he's going to, that Flavor Art is going to just say, you know what, let's just deal with these labs. Let's deal with legitimate companies I want to go through and we can't sell to consumers because that would just cause too much trouble for us, cost too much money for us. And, um, you know, he was speaking about how, you know, uh, TPA and Lorenz, they just don't have the, the, the know-how to get through the PMTA. They, weren't, they aren't equipped to do it. And that, you know, through intended use, like you were saying, that they can't sell to consumers because for a consumer saying, yeah, I'm going to mix this with vapor. But if a consumer goes to Lorenz and to TPA saying this is for candy making, sure, they can obviously sell to it. But But Flavor Art North America has never sold to consumers. So is Flavor Art North America and Flavor Art Italy two completely different things? Flavor Art North America is a subsidiary of Flavor Art Italy Um, and 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 the thing with flavor art is flavor art is one of the largest flavoring manufacturers in the world you know we Mm -hmm. don't see that there are a lot of people in vaping that think that flavor art is only e-cig flavors and that is just really not true Um, flavor Art is one of the largest flavor manufacturers in the world they have sold to the food industry for decades 
So, I mean, Flavor Art, when you go onto the Flavor Art database, and you've been there, I'm sure, where you can look up all the all the mass spec stuff on everything, um, right. those are the flavors that are in the vapor line. Right. They have thousands of other flavors. Mm-hmm. Like the bakery, the bakery line and shit like that. They they, they have mozzarella ki- cheese, Parmesan kitchen, cheese, steak flavored, barbecue pork, everything. Right. Flavor Art has thousands of flavors. But what I'm saying is, are they They're going just not to all continue? For vaping? I don't see that they will stop selling to Bull City, to One Stop, to, you know... Um, right. Because That's I don't what I know what get, what get else at. Bull City does, but like Kimmer, Kimmer has has chocolate and all kinds of you know candy making stuff and whatever. Um, if you are purchasing your stuff from a really smart vendor, they saw this coming and had a plan. That's what I was trying to get at. Do you think that say Bull City Vapor now is called Bull City Candy? Yep. You know what I mean? They completely rebrand. Yep. So you don't think you don't think Flavor Art will cease selling to them because you know they don't really have to because it, it's it's a different it's not intended to be for vaping products. Right. That's okay. exactly what I think. Okay. I I don't think that they are going to pull their flavors that we can't get them at all. Yeah. Um. As far as dealing with the consumer, I mean, I do know that Flavor Art North America hasn't sold to consumers. You know, they they have garnered their reputations with with Bull City and Kimmer and and everybody else they they have always had a really big respect for those companies and they never wanted to step on their toes. I mean, there is a reason that Flavor Art doesn't sell Flavor Art finished e-liquids in this country. Right. right. And that's because they know that most of their customer base in this country which is a big market share. I'm not going to, you know, say it is not because it is. But, you know, are based on the relationships that they've gotten with these other companies. You know, and mm-hmm. how can you go out and get the top 10 vendors or the top 10 e-liquid manufacturers to buy your product if you're going to put another product out there to compete with their product? Mm-hmm. So where are you going to make more money? You're going to make more money... Um, and I don't, I can't, I'm not speaking for flavor art when I say this. I'm just saying do the math here. You know, yeah, no, it, sure. when you're talking about these top 10 flavor manufacturers, e-liquid manufacturers, you know, what you're going to, what flavor art would sell in finished e-liquid isn't going to come close to competing with the amount of money they make off of selling those top 10 companies flavoring. No, Absolutely. So I don't think they're going to cut their nose off to spite their face, and I know that's an old person saying, but it fits. Yeah. Can I can I say something else? I've been noticing uh, sort of this. Now I might I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on, mm-hmm. right? I'm putting my tinfoil hat. I on. I have one of those. Uh, put it on. We're gonna we're gonna go on a little bit of a, a a stretch here. But what I can see happening right now through the legitimate e-liquid market, say post PMTA, you know. The FDA gets exactly what they want, right? Everything has to go through the PMTA, 100%. Flavor Art is equipped to do that through Clearstream because they have all the toxicology reports on everything. You know how they actually put it together, who knows? But they they will own the flavorings for e-liquid. Um, 
No other flavoring house can do that. So far, from what I can see, I don't know any other flavoring house that is equipped to 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 be able to put out the toxicology reports, you know, in 90 days because it takes a long time to get that stuff. Mm-hmm. So what I can see happening is flavor art through, you know, they because they've publicly backed the VTA. Uh, the VTA has these labs that they represent. I can see them working with these labs and pretty much controlling the vapor space you know, being the only flavor house in the vapor space just because they're the only ones that know how to get through the PMTA. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying, you know, you, it's a, a brilliant idea for what they were doing because they saw this coming two years ago and they were obviously prepping for it and they knew what was going to happen. So I think you know, Linda could do it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Linda so. could. I think Linda could do it if if she chose to. And I don't I don't know. I have absolutely no idea if she's going to choose to or not. But um, I yeah, think I think it, I, I think, think it would. would be very easy for Linda to do so. Um, but I also now like and here is the the caveat I have to that. Um, I think a lot of flavor art builds their flavors one molecule and one compound at a time. Oh yeah, and they have this huge database. Of exactly what those are. I think that because Flavor Art has the in-house lab that they do in Italy, mm-hmm. that it's going to be super easy for them. Yeah. Flavor Art also had the advance warning of the TPD. Right, exactly. To get their ducks in a row. Yeah. Um. What I don't see happening, and here is where my opinion differs with some people out there, I do not believe that Flavor Art would ever give XXX juice manufacturer the molecular weights and the molecular compounds and things that are in their flavors, ever. Mm -hmm. Now, they might disclose that stuff to the FDA, and if they were really smart, they would. They would say, well, we will provide the FDA with this information, but we're not giving it to you. Right. Because it would be foolish to do so. I don't Why think they would w- do that. You know, I, I mean, would. I, I, I wouldn't see, they, they wouldn't give them, I wouldn't, <laughs> you know, if I had, if my company had spent millions and millions of dollars to develop these compounds, I sure as hell wouldn't be giving them to XXX e-liquid manufacturer so that they could have the ABC lab reproduce them at a lower cost. Mm-hmm. But do I think that they would supply them to the FDA? Yeah, there I don't ha- I wouldn't have a doubt in my mind that they would provide that information to the FDA. And I'm I would venture a guess um, as to say that that's probably the plan that they've come up with. Um, I'm sure Sean's a really really smart guy. He really oh, is. If this was the plan and they were able to could successfully pull this plan off, it's mm-hmm. genius. It's a really genius plan. I mean, it would it would save. I mean, their company would be still be making money. They would still be allowed in the market. They would still be protecting the secrecy of their compounds. Right, and you'd still be able to create the flavors that you want to create because they, you know, you can create a lot of shit with flavor art. They yep. make really great liquids, so you can create really good flavor profiles if you wanted to do it legit. If you had the money to, you know, to 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 back it, and I think that's kind of 
what I see going on because what I see with the VTA is just that they have these labs that like you know the Nico Pure which just filed a lawsuit they they really want to to work to through all these uh, all these regulations they don't oh, find I guess any I other way around it yeah I guess I wasn't far off somebody said that that's just that's what the flavor art guy said on Russ's show oh okay yeah. well maybe I was you know I mean I was I that would be my logical conclusion mm-hmm. you know I mean I just can't see a company giving away their trade secrets to everybody they do business with no, no, they wouldn't do that. But they, if the re, if the FDA needed that information for the emissions or the yep. CAS reports, yep. sure, they can give it to them. They're not going to disclose it anywhere. Yep. And, and as long as sense. you know, as long as you know, one plus one still equals two. When the FDA looks at the paperwork, they're like, okay. And it's going to be interesting how the PMTA is rolled out because if you can, you know, say flavor art strawberry works. You know, they they clear. They say this is good to go. Flavor art. You know, uh, Vienna cream works. And then if you can, if an illegal company just that uses strawberry and, you know, Vienna cream, they say these two compounds are in it. You already cleared them. You know, here we go. And then they yeah. just streamline it, yep. produce it through these, produce them through these labs that VTA represents because they're already accredited through the uh, FDA. And then you're good to go. And then, and then you have, you know, obviously going to cost a lot of money, but it's a streamlined way and a much more efficient way than any other thing that I've seen going on right now. So I found that really, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, and and that would make perfect sense to me for them to do it that way. It would save their business, and in hand, it's going to save probably a lot of the e-liquid industry if it can work that way. You know, yeah. if if the FDA comes out and says, well, guess what, PMTA, none of you motherfuckers with an open system are getting right. approved. Right. Um, you know, or nothing it's, that's it's not then, tobacco. Yeah, then it's going to be whoever can sell to Enjoy and whoever can sell to Blue is going to be the only game in the market. Yeah. You know, um, there there still is that. You know, we have absolutely zero guarantee of anything making it through the PMTA. Zero. You could spend, you could say you make 12 e-liquid flavors and you only make it in one base and you only make it at one nick strength. You're still talking about $12 million with no promise, no even good faith that it's going to get approved. One PMTA has been approved. Out of all the applications the FDA has gotten, one. They've given out one. It's, I don't know. So, and, and you... You have to understand, Wayne, not only do I do my vaping podcast, but I help Jan co-host the Anti-Nanny Show here on, on Monday nights, which is all the scary, creepy-ass shit that you should have heard about it in the news, but you didn't. <laughs> right, yeah. So, no, I love yeah, I'm all, I I'm all tinfoil hat. I don't, I yeah. don't trust the FDA. I don't trust the federal government. When I found out that the CDC owned a patent on fucking Ebola, I stopped having faith in our government. <laughs> Right, 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 yeah. Like, wait a minute, you patented a deadly disease and then you brought people with it here? Oh, yeah, for sure. They do it as they please, whatever makes them fucking money. Whatever makes them money. It's going to it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. I what do you think what do you think that um do you, how do I put this? Do you see 
any kind of rift going on in DIY other than nicotine? Do you see any? Do you see any reason for for there for there to be people not allowed, not being able to get any other thing besides nicotine? Because nicotine any, might be difficult. No. Any teas and tobacco flavorings in 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 the flavor houses. The flavor houses I'm, are either going to have to create an entirely new line that has to go through PMTA for their tobacco flavorings, um, or they'll just have to drop them entirely if they want to, to get approval. Tobacco flavorings? No. I, I don't see anything happening with a tobacco flavoring. Period. I, I can see it. Um, I, because, because they no, actually no are used in the food reason. industry. You know, they do use them in the food industry. Um, uh, so, seldom. Yeah, but any teas, on the other hand, um, any teas are a whole nother ball of wax because of anything we use outside of nicotine. Any teas are a direct tobacco product. Yeah. You know, yeah. nicotine is at least more refined. Nicotine is so far away from tobacco. How, mean, how are teas a tobacco product? Any teas? Don't mind me asking. Any yes. teas. Any teas. Oh, any teas. Okay, I thought you were saying like any tea flavorings. No, no, no. I and thought I you like, meant, I thought you were talking about uh, tobacco alkaloids. Yeah, that's what I was. That's, that's what I thought you were saying. That's that's an net. Um, yeah, and, no, I was I was saying naturally extracted tobaccos when yeah. I said yeah, those those are going to be gone. So Inawera won't be able to get imported some of their flavors. I, I don't or, know is they're going to be gone, but I would guarantee you that they would have to go through PMTA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think those will be one of the big things. There's a, there, I mean, are, are there a lot of people that still vape NETs? I think there are a lot of companies that still use them in their tobacco vapes um, because... I guess. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, if you're a smoker, this is the closest you're going to get. Well, that's because they have NETs in them. That's why, that's why an NET works for a lot of people that are having a really hard time giving up cigarettes. See, I quit smoking by accident. I never planned on quitting smoking. I didn't want to quit smoking. It was, it was just, just a far superior product. It was just cigarettes. like, holy shit. I, I ordered my first e-cig to make my husband happy. Yeah. When I walked out of the hospital, I wasn't even to my car in the hospital parking lot when I lit a cigarette. And on the way home from the hospital, my husband said to me, you know, did you ever look into that electronic thing? And I'm like, electronic what? And he goes, cigarette. And I said, cigarette what? And he goes, no, the electronic cigarette. <laughs> like, what the hell is an electronic cigarette? He said, well, I sent you. He said, I emailed you a link. And I'm like, well, there's the problem. He emailed me. And I looked it up and I ordered it. And, well, I didn't order it that day, but I looked it up, and then at Christmas, he said something again about, you know, did I ever look those up? And I'm like, yeah, 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 okay, well, I'm going to order one. Yeah. And I ordered it, and it came in the mail on January the 8th. I had my last cigarette at 11 o'clock on January the 8th, and at 1.30 in the afternoon, I was at the post office. Because, actually, I had stopped at the post office on my way to the gas station to get a pack of cigarettes. And I said, when I got out of the car, if this motherfucker ain't here, I'm buying cigarettes. And it was there. And I haven't smoked a cigarette since 
11 o'clock in the morning on January the 8th of 2010. It worked. It was it was like this, this complete accident. And you have to understand, my first kit was a blue, and it didn't work for shit. It sucked. It yeah. sucked sweaty, shitty, nasty donkey balls. Sucked. Yeah, my first my first was one of those radio call-ins, and you order it. It was in like 2008, I think. I was still in, I was like 16, so when it came to my door, I had to make up an excuse for having it <laughs> to my parents. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I lied to my parents about it, and I was like, oh, you know how my brother smokes. I wanted to get him this for his birthday. Were you smoking? And that's why it has my name. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I started smoking at uh, 15, I think, 14, one of the two. But, yeah. How long did you smoke for, Jeannie? 27 years. Wow. I'm not even that old yet. Yeah, so do the math. I was 12. The girl I babysat <laughs> for used to pay me in cigarettes. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. Yeah, and people in my chat are going, well, ask Jeannie about tea bags, and somebody you. else put in blue foam. Yeah, kiss my ass. Any of you people that are just brand new vapors now that are starting out with a, something like the, the Ego AIO, you suck. You're assholes. <laughs> I hate you because you have no idea the misery that we went through. And somebody. I'm just, I'm just saying, I spent 200 uh, no, not two hundred. I I spent a hundred and sixty dollars on my first setup. It was a Segeli twenty watt tube mod and uh, Aspire Nautilus. You still you suck. It was like <laughs> that was that was still like my biggest. You don't biggest know product. you don't know the trouble I've seen unless you've had to go in a pet store after blue foam. Because the little <laughs> itty bitty carts on your five ten mini stick kit will hold an extra four drops of e-liquid. <laughs> yeah, fuck that bullshit. You have That's no crazy. idea. Um, when when the Jant, and your people have never heard this, but mine have, mine are sick of fucking hearing it. My first ego kit had to come from Janty because Janty was the only one that sold them. Janty were the only people with an ego. And I don't even I know what paid, Janty is. I paid, and the, you, yeah, you wouldn't. I paid $110 for a 650-mile Ego kit. And you want to know what? That thing was the shit. <laughs> it, it was like this aha moment. Yeah. For, yeah, my father was into all that. Yeah. I, was, well, I wasn't into it yet, but he was into like doing the same shit, man. I think Expensive that's why I'm so, ass ego pens. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, has there been a lot of other new gear that's come out that was really, really good for a new vapor? Because honestly, this AIO is the first thing that I have been nah, preaching about. I, would, I, I just like can't. AIO. Yeah, I just can't stop talking about these things. They, the only I'm, thing close would be would be the Kanger sub tank, but that it's not really right for some people, you know? Like, my father wouldn't been able to quit with that. The AIO is the actual thing that's, like, geared towards smokers. It's fucking perfect. Yeah, I mean, and I like this AIO so much, I ordered a Cubist tank. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I've got a, the RBA deck coming for it. Yes, and I know I'm going to need a screwdriver. That's okay. I'll deal with it. Um, I know, I need to get some new coils or some shit. But, yeah, I mean, but really, you look at it, the, the coils for, you can get a box of coils for this thing, a five-pack, for between 7 and $10. When was yeah, the last time outside of a... Yeah, like two days. Yeah, when was the last time outside of a group buy 
that you could buy a five pack of Aspire Nautilus coils for that. Oh, um, I don't know, but I got the Sigeli Elite tank too, and its uh, temperature control coils were about a buck twenty-five a piece. And I used that tank exclusively for about four or five months, just because it, it was the best temperature control tank I've ever tried, even still. I I have to tell you, I have three, four, five, six, seven DNA devices. Oh. And they're, the, they're my favorite. I I'm a yeah I'm a wattage babe. I prefer wattage over variable voltage. I've got a couple of them too. But well, and when I say I've got seven, that's not counting the four kicks that I have. Because I have kicks for my silver bullets. I have four silver bullets here from Alt Smoke that I will never get rid of because you can run them over with a car. Literally, I've done it by accident, and it still works. Um, but. I like DNA devices. Now, mm. half of those have temperature control in them. I don't use it. I just don't use it. I have um, my infinity. Well, it's a fucking, it's a bitch to work with. Well, I mean, and it's not even that it's a bitch to work with. My infinity is setting on 30 watts. And that's because right now it's got one of the Cleto tanks on it. And if it doesn't have one of them on there, then it's got my marquee on there. Okay? Mm -hmm. That one sets at 30 watts. I took a picture the other day and posted it. And I had two DNA devices sitting here. One was at, um, one was at 9 watts. The other one was 9.4. I don't know what the fuck it was. But both of them were under 10 watts. Mm-hmm. That's generally how I vape most of the time. I would say 90% of the time, I am a low wattage vapor. So I don't give a shit about temperature control. I don't care. I use, I'm usually at around like 40, 50 watts, 0.3 on a Griffin. That's what's nice about vaping. You know, people it's, bitch. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, when the DNA 200 came out, they're like, well, this is just stupid. Why did they make this thing go from 7 watts to 200? Well, it's the fucking the, best chip ever. The two of us sitting here are exactly why. Well, maybe the three or the four of us sitting here are exactly why. Because we're all happy at a different place. Yeah. And it's one device that covers all of those places. Yep. That's why they did it. So, I mean, I have DNA 200s. None of them have ever been set at 200. None of them have ever been set at 100. Yeah, I never I never go that high either. I would bet you none of them have ever even been set at 50. Oh, I vape usually 60 to 70. I just, I like the warmth. Yeah, I need a little bit of power. Well, the but AIO's I used to, I used to rock like 1.2s at like, 25 30 watts and i think if i get this k fun i might go back to that those days i miss it yeah and jennifer just put into chat that the aio is a pass-through too yes i know jennifer i yeah mine is plugged in at the moment um because i forgot to plug it in today and the kid brought me up the one that wasn't charged versus the one that was but um yeah i mean i i just if that little thing had existed when i started vaping I might not have the mod collection that I've got. Yeah. <laughs> you think yeah. it's going to go in a cycle? Like, do you think mods from three years ago are going to come back in style? Especially once That's the regulations good. hit. 
That's a good question. I'm I'm looking more towards like mechanical mods and a K fun style vape. Well, my God, those regulations even are considering an LED display a tobacco product. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you ever is, smoke an LED screen? It's fucking sick. I really think that the I really think that the reason that they are considering an LED display a tobacco product is because of the high wattage devices. I mean, you listen to the news and everybody's all wound up over the fact that oh, this battery blew up. They don't ever say that. Ninety-nine point nine percent of battery failures are user error. They don't say that. Uh, well, no. Why would they do that? Okay. Well, when you went to buy a car battery, did the did the girl at AutoZone have to tell you not to lay a wrench across both of the battery posts? <laughs> no, they didn't. You ever see that video where the dude uh, he takes a, an atomizer and vapes it off a car battery at like nine thousand watts? No. It's gonna get. It's gonna. It's gonna make you um, feel hope for humanity. It's gonna make me wish for Darwin Awards. <laughs> uh, there, there's a lot of stuff that I see on a daily basis that I'm like, you know what? Natural selection would take care of this if we didn't put warning labels on everything. I mean, I'm all for that idea. Population's a little bit out of control anyway, but that's that's a topic for Jan's show, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's that's that would be right up Jan's alley. But I mean, there's I see stupid shit in vaping all the time. Oh, absolutely. And, and What's the dumbest wonder... thing you've ever seen? You've been vaping for a while, so I'm the sure you've seen it all. The dumbest thing I've ever seen? Where you were just like, this need, no, this can't be. Um, That would probably be the guy that wired up 2018 650s. Oh, in that big box? Direct voltage. Dude, that's so fucking dumb. I've seen that shit. I had a... I, 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 when I went home... The first time I started vaping, I went into a vape shop, and I went home on leave, and I saw a guy with a fucking computer power supply uh, hooked up to an atomizer. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I, there is just, I, <laughs> and I, I'll tell you the truth. I used to be part of one of those little secret groups. I mean, and it was just a handful of really good friends that I have acquired over the past. But, I mean, it was just like we would see these pictures on the Internet and we'd steal this picture and post it in there and say, yep, here's your idiot award. (laughs) Because people were just doing really dumb shit. Um, you can't stupid. go out and buy a $25 mod, mechanical mod, and decide that you're going to put a point two on top of the fucking thing. I mean, seriously, common sense would tell you that this is not a good idea. Well, I bought my batteries off of eBay. They're good, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a dude at work the other day that uh, he was Terry? showing me his... Uh... No, that's not Terry. No, he was uh, the other guy that vapes at work. Uh, the guy that was, got fired? Uh, uh, I, I don't know if he got fired. I haven't seen him recently. But uh, he was out there with a uh, like a 200-watt mod, the touchscreen bullshit. And uh, he saw me vaping. And he was like, dude, how many watts does your goes up to? I said, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know, like 50 watts. He goes, oh, cool. I'm at 200. 
and I just <laughs> nodded my head, and he was he goes, yeah, I got three coils on this thing. Only one is working, but I got three coils on it. And, you know, it's and shit like that that gives it, everybody a bad word. But if that's what they want to do, fine, go ahead, be stupid. But look, asshole, don't call the evening news when this shit goes sideways because yeah, it's gonna go sideways. Off, <laughs> I mean, if if one thing that the regulations should push for, it's batteries. I mean, that is one thing that's kind of proven that it can cause injury if you're not going to use the thing fucking correctly. Like, right, and yet they want to they want to go after the flavorings and shit. Like yeah, precise whole, labeling, right? Yeah, like the make whole sure battery the thing scares exactly me like though. Labeled. Correct amperage, correct uh, milliamp hours. I mean, yeah. you can you can fucking label a battery 50 amps, and people will buy that shit up. Well, and but and China does that every day. Everywhere. You know, I mean, who who is going to be testing these batteries? I mean, that whole battery verbiage. Uh, Mooch three fifteen does on Reddit slash u slash Mooch three fifteen. He tests almost every battery from most yeah, distributors. Who's going to test them for the FDA? Who is yeah. determining what these battery regulations? That whole battery verbiage really scares me. It really does. Um, the the whole battery verbiage in the Cole Bishop Amendment, I find really disturbing. Yeah, it's it's a sticky situation. Well, I mean, batteries is just so, you because cause you can get these rewraps. It's the only place where you can get rewraps and just lie on the label. It's ridiculous. That that, that market needs a regulation. That happens all over the place. But I mean, there is, you know, uh, um, find me. Did did this? Who, who on Reddit did you just say? Because I don't Reddit either, by the way. His name's Mooch. Uh, okay. Mooch three fifteen. M O O C H three one five. Has he and, tested uh, any of these batteries that are claiming twenty five, thirty, yes, and thirty five amps? Yes. He he tests all of he tests all those like super. Um, like ex- exaggerated batteries and he puts out their actual amp rating their actual capacity rating how f- how quickly they heat up and he rates them like most of them turn out to be a decent 15 amp battery oh he's on facebook and ecf by the way oh yeah, okay yes, yes, yeah yes, thank yes. you people just put it in my chat so i knew it. Uh, thank you guys thanks jay thanks nathan um he's great he's you a know, great he's and great because and how many of these batteries were lying? Almost lots most of them. I actually all of the batteries had exaggerated claims, but then again, they aren't expecting them to be used for vaping. So if they're used in other in other applications, there's a chance that they could reach their potential. And yeah, by the, the way, Cisco, made, yeah, like Cisco from Avid Vapor just vaping. sent me a, a message on Skype that says, good show so far, Janie. I'm like, oh, fuck. Cisco, stop listening to this. It's supposed to be DIY. You're not supposed to be interested in this shit, Cisco. <laughs> I think he's getting worried. He needs to, he's getting worried about the industry. He uh, wants to learn how to mix. You know what? I think uh, of anybody I know, um, Cisco is the probably the least surprised by any of this. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. And he's probably the one that's sitting back going, ah, yeah, fuck it. They're going to do what they're going to do, and he'll figure out a plan. Um, But I just, a lot of these battery manufacturers are lying out their fucking ass now. You know, there are a lot of companies here that are contacting, and there are, 
And if people think I'm wrong, well, we'll just have to have a difference of opinion. Because I think there are a bunch of lying motherfuckers out there now that are buying seconds and telling the company that they're buying these seconds from what they want on the shrink wrap and what color they want it. You're probably right. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I think the ones, the only ones that are labeled correctly are like the name brands, like the Samsung, the LG. They're the only ones that are correctly labeled. And then all the other ones that are like Subom Cell or fucking Fat Daddy Clouds or something stupid. Those are the ones that are like well, 60 amps. But They're don't like forget, we, we, had, we had a big problem with rewraps that said they were Sony's and they weren't. Now it's the yeah. HG2s are having that problem. I managed to get a hold of some authentics, but it, the, most of them are bad. Yeah, if I could, if I could tell anybody one thing not to do in in vaping, it would be to not go cheap on their batteries and their charger. Yeah, that's a fucking great advice. Let's uh, what do you say we start closing it up, Jeannie? Sure thing. Before we do though, give your give your uh, final words on DIY because I'm learn something. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm I'm serious. I mean, if you want my final words about DIY to people that might be listening to this that don't, learn something. Right. Learn. Yep. Yeah. Learn something. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Learn how to mix. It's a good. If you like vaping and you see yourself vaping for the next few years, five, six years, it's not a bad idea to learn how to mix now, this second right now. Because if anything, if the shit hits the fan and we have the entire vapor market, you know, the hobbyist market, even people like my dad that are, they like to vape, but they're not super into it. They take your favorite flavors away. They take your favorite juice away. You're going to want to know how to mix and you don't want to be stuck on the outside, figuring out where to get your stuff, how this all works, where to get your nicotine. You want to know that now so you're prepared. You want to make sure that, you know, you can vape because the last, you know, if, if I quit vaping right now, I'd probably go back to smoking. I need it right now. I need vaping to keep me away from smoking right now. I'm, a, I'm around a lot of smokers. I go out to bars a lot. You know, I, I, I go out with my friends a lot. There are a lot of them smoke and I can't. I need something to, you know, be in my hand. And if I don't have vaping there to, to take place of a cigarette, I'm in trouble. So I need to continually, you know, I'm doing my best, guys, to help everyone out, to teach you the easiest ways to learn how to mix, to teach you the to how to get the best recipes, how to make the, you know, your all-day vape. Because that's what everyone wants. They just want their all-day vape. And, um, you know, learning how to be a great mixer comes after that. But, uh I agree. You should. You need to learn. Learn how to mix. Don't let. Don't let anyone tell you that learning how to mix now and stockpiling your stuff and just being prepared. Don't let anyone tell you that's selfish. Because a lot of people are saying that. There's a lot of reviewers online that are saying that. Don't panic. It's selfish to think of yourself right now. Think of all the smokers. Don't. But, don't fucking worry about the yeah, smokers but you're right not, now. But you're not telling them to not fight though. No, 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 no. I mean, there's nothing not. wrong with being prepared. I'm going to tell you to fight, too. Right. But, no. yeah, always be prepared, guys. I'm I'm, I'm one of those prepared kind of people. My basement Same. might look like a general Same. store. But, um, yeah, always take care of yourself. But, right. yeah, fight the good fight, though. 
your health, you know, being there for your family, making sure that you're healthy, that's that's your responsibility as a vaping consumer right there. So if that means you need to advocate, you need to DIY, then you got to do what you got to do to make sure that, you know, you stay healthy. Maybe think about quitting one day. Who knows? Maybe that's a, maybe that's in your plans. I don't know. But until then, you need to make sure that you can continue vaping. It's not selfish to be prepared. It's not selfish to learn how, want to know how to mix. I've seen it in the forums. Why are you posting up DIY nicotine links instead of posting uh, the advocacy thread that's been posted a thousand times before? It's, um, not, a, it's not a selfish thing. Yeah, I tell he people to, to learn DIY all the time. But if you look at my Facebook page, um, you know, people in my family are like, holy shit, what are you, a radical? I'm like, why? Why? And they're like, you keep posting all this stuff about the FDA. I said, that's because they're sorry motherfuckers. Um, but yeah, no, um, I tell people all the time, learn DIY. Even if you don't ever want to make juice, you need to, you need to figure out, you need to know how it's made, what goes into it. Um, you know, people need to stop telling the fallacy that, we, well, there's only four ingredients in my e-liquid. Uh, no, there's not. There's way more right. than that, folks. Yes, it's a lot. Um, yeah, that a that lot is, more. yeah, that is such an oversimplification that it's <laughs> it's sad. Um, yeah, that's like you know, us saying there's only four ingredients in our e-liquid is kind of sort of like uh, Stanton Glantz saying he's only worried about our safety. <laughs> just well, a, it's like saying it's, there's only two ingredients in in a cigarette, it, paper and tobacco. It's just not true. Um, right. But yeah, so people should people should learn. They should they should always be prepared to be have to take care of themselves. But um, yeah, fight. You know, advocacy oh, yeah. is is a big deal to me. Um, trying to make sure that this is still around for the twenty percent of the population that's still smoking. Yeah, that's kind of important. You know, don't don't just be a selfish prick. Be a selfish prick that cares. Yeah, yes, that's it. That's a great way to put it. Exactly. You know, this product saved your life, and it's because someone out there took the time to create it. You know, someone out there took the time to fight for it, so it's here now. So, you know, that least you can do is help out in any way. You know, you know, tell people that you, you got to go to CASA or, you know, just educate. Just educate people, you know. But with that, you need to also remember that to stay prepared because you never know. You don't want to be stuck with your fucking thumb in your ass. You want to make sure that you're good to go. I imagine it, it, it would be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna get bumpy out there. So, well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah, Colt likes to just sit around with his thumb in his ass all day. Yeah. So, Genie, do you have a Super Walmart by you? <laughs> no. Damn, you are in the boonies. Shit. <laughs> She's in a small town. I have to drive Yo, 30 minutes to get to... I used to live in a small to... town and we had a super Walmart. No, no I have to drive small. 30 minutes to get to just a regular Walmart. Oh, shit, you don't even have a super Walmart within 30 minutes? What fuck you, fuck? we don't have a restaurant in this town. Oh, my God. You she want just lives food? in a tree. You want food? You're going to the to the gas station you're getting pizza or subs you know i mean the one Do the one gas station just got a subway franchise in it does that count oh yeah that's definitely a restaurant yeah okay <laughs> all right amazon We're prime is it. my friend good night guys thanks Do for having me on and thank you for coming on my show i really this is fun genie you're welcome this back anytime fun. thanks awesome. for staying up past your bedtime oh no i'm up till five six o'clock in the morning Every day. Yeah, that was that was an old joke. I yeah, apologize. I'm I'm old, but <laughs> I'm I'm an owl. 
All right, Jeannie. I appreciate it. It was a good conversation. All right. Bye, guys. Take care. That was, <coughs> that was a show. There we go, kids. That's all you get. That's it. That's all you get. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>